Thanks for joining a couple of 90s kids. You're listening to Stuck in My Generation. Hey, first off, I want to apologize to Chris. He was watching and I accidentally stopped the stream and then restarted the stream. And Chris is probably like, what happened? I was so excited to watch these two 40-year-old guys talk about music. Hey, I just noticed something else about this delicious beer we're drinking. Look at that, Hicks. What are you saying? Seven percent. Pal, I already checked that we out. We getting fucked up tonight. I saw that. I like it. We getting fucked up tonight. I like it. Chris, I'm so sorry that I accidentally stopped the stream. I am an amateur when it comes to this stuff. But welcome back to Stuck in My Generation. As usual, it is me and Hicks, the Bark, the Hicks, talking about the music. That's right. We're excited to talk about the music. That sucks because that's gonna that's gonna do like two separate videos on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and. It's okay. I'll fix it. Sure. But that still sucks. Being being a being a podcasty guy sucks. It no, just sucks. I don't think so. Why You're doing am a great I doing job. this? You're doing a great job. Thanks. And this is all you. I just fucking I just opened my beer and it just squirted all over the place. Did it? That was sexual. You hit it in the right spot. I hit it in the right spot. Which is clitorally and deeply, by the way, in case <laughs> any of you did. <laughs> Shit. Anyways, thanks for joining us. It's been a couple weeks, which is the normal because we don't normally do every week. We did the TRL thing there for a minute, and we probably still will sure. here and there. Sure. Um, but life is busy and Hicks loves football. High school football, man. High school football. Hicks loves that shit. Man, I'm just not a sports guy. I understand. The older I get, the well, more I'm not either. I, I see why people enjoy it. It's just I've never been a sports guy. Really? Yeah. I, it, it's faded for me so hard. Yeah. And I, and I actually kind of wish that I was more more you and and never was a sports guy. Because let me, let me, this might piss some sports guys off. That's all right. Shit's pointless. Year after year, you're you're just you're just watching something that goes in a record book. I mean, it just at the end of the day, how much does it actually matter? You know what? I, and I agree with that. And my wife is a big football fan. Is she? Oh yeah, she's a football fan. She's What's her team? <laughs> Cleveland Browns. Ain't nothing wrong with that. They're okay. good. They're good now. She's been even. I mean, it's just in her family. It's in her blood. Even little. 95 year old granny she's in the cleveland browns i yeah. mean it's just it's in her blood but i told my wife i said you know we've been watching high school football games and i said looking from the outside in it takes forever for the clock to uh, any movement on the clock and i i told my wife i said i would enjoy it so much more if everybody just fought and the last man standing had the ball and just ran and scored Hmm. I like that idea. Just a flat out. Dude, it's what I've discovered over the years is like, who the fuck has three hours? Three, three and a half hours to watch a game. Well, it's like, I don't. It's like people that I know that are big into, uh, of course, we're in Ohio, the Ohio State games. I fucking hate that shit. Man, they're setting up, they're tailgating at like 6 a.m., firing the grills up. Yeah. How the fuck do you have time to do this shit? Fuck if I know. You know, and you're going to be. If it were me, I'd be trashed by 9 a.m., you know, <laughs> puking up breakfast burritos that we just cooked. And yeah. 
I'm like, oh, this is, but I, I, I get it. You know, I, I have oh, different strokes, different yeah. folks. I just, the older I get, the less time I find that I have for sports. I just, but, and I, I understand it, but at the other end of the spectrum, I'm a motorcycle guy. I like things that go fast, dude. I've sat and watched people go around a circular track for hours fighting for first place. And a lot of people would find that very boring. You know, it's just whatever. We talk a motocross, though? Like flat track motorcycle racing. Okay. I've sat and okay. watched Cause that. Okay, because motocross is exciting. Yeah, it is. Like, NASCAR is not to me. Yeah. There's no jumps. There's no real close. Oh, well, there is, there is close passes, I guess. But there's something about motocross that I I always enjoy watching. I don't, I don't Well, it's like, unpredictable. I don't. I don't commit to it yeah but i enjoy it when it's on yeah flat track i guess maybe pavement shit i'm not into yeah and dirt, I, dirt shit i am i used to go to eldora and watch fucking oh, yeah. sprint car races and sure shit. it's fun yeah yeah like, but and, I, and it's funny that you made that reference because i told my wife you know watching these football games it's just like nascar you know nascar the last three laps are usually are the most exciting for definitely you know, not for me, but last two minutes of a football game is exciting. The last two minutes of a football game, if it's close, yeah. So it's just a lot of downtime, and it's just not my thing. It's just a lot of time. It's when you're a full grown fucking adult, and I mean full fucking grown. Like I eat a lot of cheeseburgers. I love cheeseburgers. Fucking delicious. Dollar fucking Whopper Wednesdays. Oh, man. that's good. good you get Whoppers for a dollar on Wednesdays. Really? Yeah. You have to have anything special? You have just to throw up app. like your just the app. special sign or anything? No, or? no. I mean, if you pull your dick out, they'll give it to you for 78 cents. <laughs> 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 That's not true, actually. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Whopper Wednesday on the app. Dude, I'm, I'm going to tell you, like, I know we're talking about everything but music, and people are just going to have to fucking deal, all 17 of you that listen. <laughs> it's actually grown more than that. I shouldn't fucking degrade us, I That's guess. That's all right. But uh, those food apps are the shit man like mcdonald's burger king all those we food utilize apps mcdonald's i don't use burger, burger king's king, the best one okay best one you get dollar you got you get a dollar whopper on wednesday you get like two fucking bacon king meals for like nine dollars on fucking i mean there's so many good deals okay and the points you get i'm always i'm always eating free lunch yeah always eating free lunch at burger king yeah, yeah the grease leaves a taste in your mouth every fucking time yeah that's all but right you know what it's just it is what it is i'd rather eat a, a dollar whopper than have a good meal that day you know yeah. it's a dollar yeah sure that's great whoppers are delicious I mean, what the hell else can you buy for a dollar <laughs> can you buy a condom for a dollar oh i know it yeah can't, you can't buy anything for a dollar tootsie rolls used to be like a penny yeah. now they're 10 cents <laughs> i mean everything's fucked up yeah so whopper wednesdays uh shows sponsored by burger king <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i don't even know where the fuck i was going with that shit that's all right but uh but yeah the food apps they are they are quite amazing. Jimmy John's has a good food app. Get a free cookie, free bag of chips. You eat Jimmy John's very often. Since we don't have one locally, I do not, but I have had you Jimmy John's. You drive to Chili Coffee all the time there for food, don't you? Yeah, but we're, uh, it's like, uh, I don't know, like Texas Roadhouse, we'll, pit, we'll get that to go. So you make it worth your while to drive to Chili Coffee, yeah. basically. Yeah. You don't go up there for like five guys. Like, come on, give me a fucking burger. No, but I love five guys. Fuck delicious. <laughs> it's good. I, there ain't no better $18 burger than that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no better $18 burger in a the bag, world. A paper bag filled with grease and a yeah. couple of potatoes in it. 
<laughs> a couple potatoes floating. If you it. can't actually buy a leopard, go to Five Guys and buy a fucking paper bag because it looks just like a leopard. Fucking <laughs> delicious. Yes, it is. Uh, but yeah, Jimmy John's man, that that shit is that's that just legit. They have this new like beef wrap, beef fucking. I, I don't even know what it's called. But it's a big old fucking wrap the size of John Holmes's penis. <laughs> and it's got like fucking roast beef and all the fixings, and it's got mini croutons in it. Really? Fucking delicious, man. Wow. It is so good. Wow. So good. Huh. That's and that's all I got. That's that, all that, right. that, that, that excitement about how good it was, it didn't elevate to the next level. It's just so good. It's good shit. Nice. You know what else is good shit? What's that? Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. This is, I'm going to preface this episode. I feel like this is a culmination of us doing the big three. Yeah. We, we did the Beatles. Man, I want to turn that AC back on. It sucks being old and hot. Do men get hot flashes? I feel I, like I I'm know. having one. <laughs> it's probably the alcohol. It's probably the alcohol. I'd say. I guess. But I feel like this is the big three. We did the Beatles early on. We did the Stones early on. Yeah. Led Zeppelin is in that big three to me. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think this episode might lead to another episode of which we determine exactly what mm. order what order that big three is. Yeah, that's very good. Not to not to start fucking giving shit away, but I, I'm down with that. I mean, what what order would you I mean we might kind of I feel like at the at the end of this episode, we might say, "Don't give anything away." This is my big three. Yeah, but I feel like a further review might need to be necessary, at least for me. Mm -hmm. I feel like I might need to review the big three all over again yeah. and determine what the actual standing is. Sure, I've got an idea right now, which gives away a little bit. No, yeah, I'm, I do I'm too. reading this beer can more Cleveland. Ohio. This no is shit. an Ohio beer. Yeah. Go Brownies. Go Brownies. Go Tilly. Yeah. Brownies. She loves the Browns. Fucking loves them Browns. Yeah. Fucking Baker Mayfield. But, uh, <laughs> you know, whenever, <laughs> whenever, I don't even know who the hell it is. Whenever, Their quarterback. <laughs> whenever, uh, you know, we mentioned it before, we did the Beatles and we hopped over to the Stones. I kind of didn't give the Stones a uh, fair opportunity just because we were you still— You love them, and, though. I love them, but it was kind of—they were back-to-back, -back, and that was kind of—I was comparing apples to oranges a little bit and kind of needed to put something in between there. We're all about putting stuff in between there. So, you know, I agree with that big three. That's— uh. That's a very good observation. And I mean, I think so. Good. I think so. I mean, if— it's hard to omit Queen, but when I say the big three, I do mean Beatles, Stones, Zeppelin. Yeah, I do too. And Queen may be right there with them at big four, if you want to say a big four. But it don't sound right to say big four. No. You don't ever stick four fingers in anybody, but three, yes. <laughs> Three's my favorite number. Exactly. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean... To, to be honest, Queen fell fucking hard. They fell off hard. Yeah. The Stones kind of did, too. Yeah. But their live shows are still magic. 
Queen can't put on the same live shows. They can't, yeah. Which, by the way, my wife and her best friend going to the Stones, that concert's still on. Oh, my God. They're changing their great. logo to an all-black tongue out. Uh, you know, for the Charlie. Stones logo for Charlie. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff. But, yeah, that's still on. My wife should still be seeing the Stones. Nashville? Uh, Nashville. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, should be a good time. Liberty Dude. I don't normally shout out to every new folk, but Liberty Dude is, is one of my uh, microphone channel viewers. Fucking love this guy. Okay. He's got an accent like we do. I think he's got to be from somewhere south. Okay. He, good dude. Thanks for joining. Yeah. Uh, it takes three to make a family, he says. We know because we were just talking about possible pregnancies at 40, and it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Fucking terrifying. <laughs> but Led Zeppelin... Uh, Let's get into where we were at pre-episode. Me, it was basically the hits, but I also, in my early 20s slash 18, 19 years old, I jammed album number four. Okay. Because I, I think that was the popular album in the 90s. Sure. Was four. Sure. And we'll get to the reason why later. But I heard I heard number four quite often. Okay, I can I can honestly say besides four, I had heard nothing but the hits. Okay, so there was never an album before four with the dude hauling around the fucking big old bale of hay on his back. Yeah, that was really the most relevant shit to me when I was growing up. So this surprisingly, even though I've always claimed to be a Led Zeppelin fan, yeah, it's based off album four. And their singles from the other albums. I've never listened to a full album besides four okay. before we decided to jump into this episode two weeks ago and jam out. What is your experience with Led Zeppelin? And while you talk about that, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go turn off my hippie ass fucking wax burner because it's got some kind of fucking <laughs> what's that shit hippies wear? Patchouli. It smells like know. patchouli up <laughs> in this a, motherfucker. Right I've never now. heard that word before. I'm gonna turn patchouli. the patchouli off. Patchouli. Yeah, I'm gonna go turn that shit off while you talk about your experience with Zeppelin. Okay. And because uh, it's gagging my fucking ass right now. So. Yeah, I understand that. I didn't even <laughs> notice it. Uh, as far as my experience with Led Zeppelin, I actually received a box set of Led Zeppelin CDs as a I was in my late teens probably. That's exciting. Uh, I don't really remember, and it it was just a lot of the hits, I believe, but. I'm like you, the uh as far as listening to an entire album, um, I really hadn't done so until this point. That makes me happy because I'm I'm not the only one. Yeah. But uh you know, I'm not gonna go Wikipedia deep really with this. But you know, I did see where when this Led Zeppelin when their first album was released Beatlemania was kind of winding down. Yep, yep. Good time for them to come in. They were at the right place at the right time. And, you know, honestly, uh, I miss bands like this. Oh, God, Just the raw power. I don't want to say... Just kind of rough and wild, you know, at least in their earlier albums. Uh, Just a... 
I think at this time people were ready for something new. I don't know. I wasn't there. I wasn't alive during this. Well, I guess I was alive during this time, but I wasn't listening to music. Not the whole time, though. Yeah. Midway through Led Zeppelin's career, you were alive. Yeah, but But I... But it's not like you were, like, one and a half shit in your pants and going, like, Hey, Mom, I like the way you move! (laughs) That would be cool, though. It would be cool. Yeah, but like I would be viral if there was a video of you doing that. I want to have. <laughs> that would. That would. But I think people were ready for something new. I think the kind of the hippie movement was kind of fading away. I think Charlie Manson kind of scared people away from uh, continuing with the hippie movement. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, and I'm going to say this up front. One of these band members... They were the best at their craft. Bonham. The best. Bonham. Ever. And it was John Bonham. John Bonham. He's been... Without a doubt. He is. And that's and that's high praise because Neil Peart <sighs> is and amazing. I thought of Neil Peart. Danny Carey is amazing. I thought of Danny Carey. And even though he's unheralded, Ringo is amazing. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best reaction. I was, like, uh, sure. Yeah, I was uh, sure. For, uh, there, there's something to be said for the way somebody somebody holds a beat and, and the way somebody does a rhythm and the way somebody can play multiple instruments. I give Ringo all the credit in the world. Like, <laughs> yeah. I honest to God, I mean, he really is underrated as a drummer. Like, when I, shit comes down to it. There was a, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry no, I'm about fine. that. But there was an interview that I actually saw one time and. The guy said, well, Ringo Starr's the best drummer in the world. And John, I wouldn't go that far. I think John Lennon said, what do you mean, John? Or, uh, Ringo's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, what a great. But that's still blowing because every one of those motherfuckers but can play everything. Still, and speaking of the Beatles, I listened to a couple interviews, early Led Zeppelin interviews, and John Bonham talked about going and seeing the Beatles live. Yeah. He wanted to go see the Beatles physically. He wanted to see them live. And that transition into John Bonham's approach, he wanted people to hear him. Not so much come to see him, but come to hear him. Right. And oh my God, he's from another fucking universe. Dude, there's, okay. Jesus. I'm going to get this out right now. Get it out. Get it out. Uh, John Bonham, what I gathered through this journey. And, 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 and by all means, me and Hicks, neither one of us are a master at our craft when it comes to an instrument. Sure. But we blow bloweth. We bloweth. We, we bloweth. We bloweth. That uh guy that fucking helped me fix my stream tonight. British Brody. British Brody. <laughs> yeah. Um we we both do we are both at least familiar with music, at sure. least in some fashion. We're not good at what we do. I'm not. But we are able to play some music. Yeah. We are able to you know but and what I gather from John Bonham, there is a way this is just what I heard through this journey. So if you really want to break it down to just the most basic technique, what I found that I loved about John Bonham, most drummers, when they hit a drum or hit a cymbal, it is a quick strike and release. Yeah. What I found that I liked about John Bonham was when he hit the drum or the cymbal 
it was not a quick release. He let the stick vibrate against the cymbal. Okay. And the drum head vibrate against the stick for like an extra half a second more than any drummer I've ever heard, which gave a deeper, more longer sure. vibration. Sure. I don't even know how to explain it, but like I was hearing cymbal crashes that lasted a half a second longer than the next best drummer's cymbal crashes. Okay. So like if I hit this boom arm real quick, yeah. you get a quick strike. Yeah. But John Bonham would yeah. hold it. Would hold it just a little longer before yeah. releasing. And I just felt more power when the levy breaks is a great example. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. We better just start off into the episode. Sure, yeah. Album number one, uh-huh. which I honest to God think that every motherfucking band should just roll with <laughs> numerals through the first half oh, of Oh, that's great. That's great. Led Zeppelin, one, two, three, four. Sure. You don't have to remember shit. Sure. And what the fuck does a title even mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, what is, what is a title? Yeah. I, if I was starting a band with Hicks and we were singing about sucking Brody's penis <laughs> for helping us with our webcam setup. Yeah, I'll be there. Our albums would be one, two, three, four, six, whatever. Yeah. We'd probably skip five and go to six and then go to five afterwards just to fuck with people. But I love the fact that Led Zeppelin just went numbers. And I'm going to throw it out there. The start of the decline was when they stopped going with numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. Anyways, Led Zeppelin, album number one, which is aptly titled, and rightfully so, but just fucking one. It's not even titled that. It's just their first album. Badass album cover. Ap- uh, iconic. Sure, sure. Iconic album cover. As iconic as it gets. Yeah. How many times have you seen that image? Oh, quite a that's bit. A, that's a question. How many times have you seen that image? And is there any other album image that you've seen more than that besides Nirvana's Nevermind? And that's a glowing... That is glowing on Nirvana. Well, I, I, I tell you, there is a uh, London Calling. Okay, that, a very that's a icon, good one. But in my personal opinion, and we did a review on The Clash, it doesn't have the ass behind it to support. I, right, but you are correct as well. Yeah, that's You are a, very right. I, I I can just see that out of my peripheral vision, and I recognize Sex Pistols I mean, is pretty, a big big oh, album a, cover, too, and that doesn't too. even have shit on it. That's, that's a good just one too. words yeah, and colors. Yeah, yeah. Smart marketing. Just, just, I mean, sometimes the band can, you know, go ahead of the marketing, and I think that's what happened there. Yeah, but, sure. I mean, it's, it's fucking iconic. Sure, but I want to throw out a few, uh, before we get into these tracks on his first, first album, I can't talk, <laughs> the uh, over 8 million copies sold in the U.S. on this album. And just to put this album's where it was in history, into perspective, Elvis Presley's blue suede shoes was 13 years prior to this album. Talk about fucking evolution of music. Yeah, man. Between that short that's a amount quick, that's a of quick time. Turn yeah. That's a totally different... Have you listened to much Elvis Presley? My mom is a huge Elvis fan. I grew up on some of it, but it was just the hits. 
I, same. So same. I'm sure that the market was flooded with albums. Yeah. I don't know. And and speaking of Elvis, Blue Elvis Presley's first album with uh, Blues. I'm assuming that's his first album. Was 13 years prior to this album. The electric guitar was only 33 years old when this album came out. That's good info. So that's, that's good just shit. A, that's just a short amount of time looking at the big picture. Do you, you remember know? the woman that fucking jammed the shit out of guitar well before most men ever oh did? Oh my god, what's her name? I can't remember. But my god, I've watched I've watched It was like is this Rosetta Parks? No, it was Rosetta Parks. What the fuck was Rosetta Stone? What the fuck was her name? Oh shit. I'm so drunk. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Oh. I, I it may not be an easy look up. First woman God, I can't. guitar player. She I, I was a re- badass. Sister, Sister Rosetta, Rosetta Tharp. Okay, what did I say? You were close, Rosetta man. Rosetta, yeah. You said Rosetta... Parks or some Parks. kind of shit. Yeah, Rosetta I'm sorry. I, no disrespect. You were real close. Yeah, Sister... And she played a Gibson SG. She did, and she fucking... Oh, fuck. Burned through that thing. Yeah, and that was a long-ass time ago. Yes. And that was... I See, listen. I don't mean to get political on you motherfuckers, mm-hmm. but... Folks of color have just been beaten down mentally over the years. Everything you fucking love originated entertainment-wise from someone like Rosetta Tharp. Sure. I just go look up some fucking footage or something. I don't know if there's actual footage. There I is. I think there is. There's footage. I've She's seen a it. bad motherfucker, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, we didn't get bad-ass guitar players just in the 60s and 70s or even the 50s sure that matter sure. we got that shit much earlier but it wasn't on a widespread scale yeah there's one video of her playing at like a train station yes and it's and good she's fucking shit. that shit should be smoking she's playing so oh well. yeah yeah good stuff holly recommended Check jimmy jimmy page though Whew. album number one yes album number one led zeppelin so I really honestly had just heard the hits in album number four, which, to be fair, is just an album of fucking hits. Sure. That whole album. Sure. Dude, dude carrying fucking straw on his back. Sure. Fucking hits, man. Oh, yeah. Album number one, Good Times, Bad Times, opener. It's like you just instantly get what you're yeah. in for. Yeah. Right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Th- this is a band right out of the gate, right on track one of their fucking debut album that gives you a hard edge added to every influence that has already preceded them. Sure. The Beatles, the Stones. Sure. You know, there's, there's just fucking, uh, mm, that escaped me, Miles Davis. Sure. Um, Chuck Berry. They're giving you an edge added to all that shit. Yeah. Black Sabbath. Who came first? Sab- I think Sabbath came before... Did Sabbath come before Zeppelin? I don't know. Through this journey, I'm going to add to Sabbath don't get enough credit for what Oh, I agree. I agree uh, with that. At all. Yeah. Let's see. I just got to know this. I got to know this before I go too much further. I can't even type. That's how much I've drank. <laughs> That's all right. God bless the fireball. Rain it down on me. I love it. I fucking love it. Sounds like a sponsor in the future. Uh, let's see. Maybe not. 
Studio album Black Sabbath released mm-hmm. 1970. Okay. I'm pretty sure Led Zeppelin was before that, right? 69. 69. Album one. <laughs> 69. 69. <laughs> yeah. So listen, this album that came before Black Sabbath, which is even more impressive to me now because Black Sabbath deserves deserves a lot more credit than what they've gotten over the they years do. for being a, a, a groundbreaking band. Yeah. Listen, 69 was the last Beatles album. Okay. They never got to this level of edge. Yeah, I agree Neither with that. Neither did That's Rolling good. Stones. I agree with that. Great bands, <clears throat> but never got to this level of fucking heavy and edgy shit. Oh, I know it. Good times, bad times, like it just it hit me in a way that I haven't been hit in a while. Yeah. It's a good fucking opener. And it's not even the best song on the album. But oh, but it still hit me and it was like punch. Yeah. Every band you love. Not only came from the Beatles and Stones, but also Zeppelin. This is what it reminded me instantly that how influential Zeppelin was. Do you have any thoughts on track one besides? Oh, I said the, uh, the coming we've already did all over Led Zeppelin <laughs> right out of the gate, and I thought Jimmy Page is playing. It's almost like its own voice. I said, these dudes are on a mission. The drumming is from another universe. Yeah. Love this track. It's a great track. Yeah. And track two is Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. And, and I just, Shit. I've got to get something off my chest right Say now. It. Say the it. singles, which Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You, I think was a single, but it's okay. not one of their better known singles. This track to me is one of the best rock songs of all time. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. It, it, it's beyond so good. It is, it's, I, I'm going to say this so many times in this episode, the shit's iconic. Yeah, it is. And it's timeless. You know, you iconic kinda, and timeless. It's, it's good. It's, uh, you know, it kind of starts out kind of slow. And then when the song, it just really transitions into, just a, a lot of energy behind it. And oh my God, you know, I didn't know I've heard this song before, but really didn't. I heard it, but I didn't listen to it. Yeah, which is common when you're growing up because, yeah. you know, there's so, there's just, so much music out there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of just, I heard this in the background before, but oh my God, what a great song. These guys kind of had. The prog rock idea before yeah. prog rock was even a thing. That's a very good observation. Like this is an this is an artistic journey. Just on track two of their opening album. Yeah, two They're, tracks deep. Yeah, two tracks deep, and yeah. you're already going on a journey of time changes and and polyrhythmic shit. It's very technical. It might even be ahead of its time. Definitely ahead of its time. But you know the let's. I'm comparing apples to oranges. But you know you get the Stones' first album, you get the Beatles' first album. You can, if you were whistling a track off the Beatles' first album, I'm probably going to guess what that is. You know, if you're whistling. Good time. You can't whistle good times. No. You can't whistle, babe. I'm going to leave you. No. It's so it's far. It's too technical. It's too technical. It's advanced. Yeah. It's yeah. advanced. Yeah. It's like they took the. It's like they took the influences before him, Beatles, Stones, Chuck Berry, and they they added 
two ch- Liberty dude says two tracks deep. That's what she said. <laughs> That's good. That's one of my catchphrases on the mic channel. Sure. God bless you for that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but 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 yeah, they they took that shit and just added a level of technicality to it that hadn't that that to me hadn't been seen before on a widespread level. Maybe there was underground bands already doing sure. this shit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is, the underground bands didn't hit it hard enough yeah. to go mainstream before Zeppelin did. And there's something to be said for a band that doesn't like. For every band that you say is groundbreaking, you can almost always find a band that was more underground that was sure. doing it before them. Right. But the fact of the matter is, maybe they were, yeah. but not as good. Yeah. Or yeah. else they would be. Led Zeppelin. Sure, yeah. So, track three, You Shook Me. My first negative comment is boring, <laughs> bluesy shit to me. It's good. There's nothing wrong with bluesy shit. This is 1969. Yeah. Not every single track on this album is going to be groundbreaking, but, I mean, I, it's not a bad song. It's not a bad song. It follows Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. It's... It's this has been done before. Right. The Beatles did it, the Stones did it, other bands did it. Right on. It's good. I kind of respect it, but yeah, me, me too. personally, I've kind of outgrown the the British blues thing. Same. This is a muddy waters track. Nobody really should. There's few people that can probably replicate the muddy waters right. just just leave it and muddy waters was a bad motherfucker yes so just just leave it you know right don't and try in to... their defense you add songs like that to your album to try to get a little bit of a step ahead sure maybe this grabs some of that muddy waters crowd into sure. listening to your album and then they find babe i'm gonna leave you in good times bad times yeah. and they're like whoa so I get it. I yeah. get, I get why I these too. tracks are added. Sure. But, you know, f- what? Fucking 69? Yeah. 50, 52 years in the future, we're over that. Yeah, yeah. Back then, that might have been what grabbed us it to pull us have. into that album. So I totally understand yeah. it. I totally understand it. Track four, man. Days and Confused. That's one of the greatest fucking songs I've ever heard along with Babe. I'm going to leave you. The Dazed and Confused, not, I, I don't give a fuck about the movie, even though it's great. Sure. This track, Ugh. along with Babe, I'm going to leave you, along with Good Times, Bad Times, this just might be the best debut album <laughs> already that I've ever heard. Four tracks, Steve. This fucking track is brilliant we're seeing i have a little bit of the dark side of led zeppelin yes and i like that i fucking love it oh my god this track is fantastic dude and what might be one of the best tracks they've ever released and it was i don't believe it was a single if i am i i also have drank a lot of beer so if that's okay that's fine but this is this is the shit yeah, and, and name one other song. There might be a song somewhere out there that sounds like this. I have never heard a song I've never that heard it, sounds like which this. Which we're going to get to something like that, though, later, oh, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are. But but this is this is a, this is is a an iconic track mm-hmm. for the listener that doesn't care about the iconic tracks as much as the deeper 
sure. jams. Sure. This is a jam. Oh, it's great. This is a back and forth, up and down valley, you know, just. Yeah. This this is something that you need to it's know a as a rock fan. It's a total trip. Yeah. And I don't mean like watching fish. I got to throw <laughs> this out there, man. You you know that I that I've met, you know, messaged on and off and I told you about the show Dave with little Dicky sure, sure. on FX. Yeah. One of the most recent episodes, most recent as far as where I'm at. So it's like episode 3 or 4. Like this white red-headed dude is trying to get a uh, free live stream to a fish concert. Oh, no and does. and one of little Dicky's like rapper friends hooks him <laughs> up. And is the it's it's fucking hilarious. Like the dude, the dude that hooks him up's like, when are they gonna stop warming up and start playing the song? <laughs> <laughs> and the fucking white redheaded dude's it's like, halfway through it. Like this is it right here, man. And he's like, oh, I thought they were just warming up because they're just like, I fucking hate fish. I do too. That shit out too. That's one of the worst fucking bands I've ever heard in my life. But anyways, dazed and confused. This is. This is almost prog rock at its finest. I agree. Days of Confused is, is the shit. Uh, your time is going to come. I have more praise because yeah. this is 1969. Sure. We've heard Neil Young. Yeah. We've heard uh, Arlo Guthrie. Or Arlo, what am I trying to think of? Arlo. Now you might be saying Arlo, it right. Arlo, Arlo. What's Arlo's last name? That's going to drive me nuts. Um, Google that shit. I think it's Arlo Guthrie. That sounds kind of right. Um, 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 dude that sang, uh, 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 what the fuck? It is Arlo Guthrie. Yeah. Um, what is that song? What is everybody? Alice's Restaurant. Everybody listens to on Thanksgiving. You know that one? No. We might have to revisit. We might have to visit that afterwards. Okay. People play that at Thanksgiving. Yes, it's a big Thanksgiving song. Arlo Guthrie. <laughs> no shit. I'll introduce you soon. My sure. my whole in my in laws, my father in law loves Arlo Guthrie. Okay. Arlo Guthrie's a bad motherfucker. Okay. I'm going to introduce you after this episode. Sounds good. Um but but this is some of the best acoustic music that was even possible in nineteen sixty nine. One thing I got to hand Led Zeppelin without mm-hmm. giving too much away, when they add an acoustic guitar to their brand of music, mm-hmm. it's fucking magic. It is. It's fucking magic. This song's magic. Your time is going to come as magic. I said this song is so natural. It's like water flowing in a stream. That's I mean, a great analogy. I've loved it. It's a great analogy. Yeah. it's just Because it is. It's that soothing yeah. and comforting and just natural it's great i i knew that led zeppelin would be a good episode i didn't know i'd come all over the camera <laughs> yeah. i didn't know it was gonna happen i'm sorry <laughs> if you see my baby's faces <laughs> swimming across your stream i'm sorry i'm really sorry <laughs> i had a guy tell me at the valero station when i went to get this beer like I've been meaning to watch your live stream. I'm like, don't waste your fucking time. <laughs> is that right? No <laughs> yeah. shit. Well, that's an honor just that he recognizes. It is. It is. It, yeah, it is. Yeah. But I was like, don't waste your time. <laughs> he was telling me, he's like, you coming to the Apple Festival? It's a local festival of yeah. ours here in this town. 
He's like, I'm going to be playing on the General Mills stage. I'm like, what the fuck's General Mills stage? <laughs> yeah. I kind of knew, though. Yeah. He's like, it'll be some blues and some this, but there will be some rock, because apparently I look like I need some rock. He's Motherfucker, like, I listen to everything. He's like, you ever heard of fish, <laughs> man? <laughs> Trey Anastasio, motherfucker. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. I was like, I might be there. I might jam it. He's like, well, I've been meaning to jam your stream. I was literally like, don't do it. <laughs> don't yeah. fucking do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, uh, your time is going to come. It's fucking beautiful. It's beautiful. Here's something else I'll give Led Zeppelin. What's that? You don't need to have a fucking 15-track album every time. Right, yeah. It's uncalled for. Yeah. When you put out 15 tracks, five of them, are, five of them at the minimum are bound to just be so much lesser than the other 10. Lots of filler. Lots of filler. So Led Zeppelin, this first album is nine tracks. Black Mountainside is the next song. Fuck. Good shit, man. More oh acoustic. My God. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It this is. is. This is composition at its finest. It is. What else can you say? Man, I loved it. I really, really. Just a beautiful acoustic melody. It's composition I mean, just, at its finest. It's just good. This is music. This is, this is, a, this is why I thought about Having a big three episode, yeah. Beatles, Stone, Zeppelin, yeah. I'm I'm ready for. Well, I'm not ready, but I'm we'll looking get forward ready. to that. We'll get ready. That'll be, be because good. like this episode in particular opened up my eyes. Like I knew Zeppelin was in the big, yeah, five, probably yeah. big three, yeah. But listening to this first album, I'm like, how the fuck puts a debut out like this? Oh my god, dude! And I'm gonna jump a few steps ahead. Seven out of nine of these tracks were bangers to me. Absolutely. The only ones that weren't was fucking bluesy. Yeah, that's exactly right. You just, just, shook just me. What just the draw you in blues shit because in yeah. 69, I'm sure everybody was like, Give me a cigarette and beer. I want to yeah. fucking listen to the blues. Yeah, just the yeah. Um, oh, crazy man. Communication breakdown, track number seven. Solid as hell. Whew. Solid as hell. These guys are on a roll. It's hard to compare to these other tracks, but solid as hell. Even still, I'm just I blown away. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's just four really good musicians. This sounds like seven that are almost. Yeah, that sound like seven, but it's almost like four corner pieces to the puzzle that just skipped every other piece and just locked onto one another. And it's just, uh, it's just unreal. What you got? Uh, Liberty dude, one of our live viewers says, submit to the fish and be saved 69 cents of 420. <laughs> <Is that right>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great analogy. Yeah. But yeah, communication breakdown, like we're on track <sighs> seven. We've creamed all over the first six tracks yeah. and it's not stopping at seven. This is just this album. I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. This was this was one of the best albums, pound for pound, minute sure. for minute, that sure. I've ever heard in my life. Okay, wow, great. Yeah. Minute for minute, this is just... I, I, I'm a big fan of large debuts. Yeah. Pearl James 10. Exactly. Massive debut. Yeah. Dire Straits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dire Straits. This was, that was a weird noise that my stomach just made. But yeah, you know what? This album made my day better. 
That yeah. was my final summary. Yeah. And I went back and it's still, it just, it made me feel better. I mean, it's just medicine to me. I can't tell you how many times from the start of this journey till today, I listened to Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You and Dazed and Confused. Yeah. And for two songs off of a nine track album. Yeah. To grab me so hard, harder than Brody on YouTube that helped fix our stream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just so impressed. Track eight, I Can't Quit You, Baby. This was one of the two I didn't give a fuck about. I didn't give a shit it about fine. this. fine. It you was, want a beer? It was, yes, please. It was okay. It was predictable. I mean, it's that British blues, which was a good thing. Stones did it. Stones did it. It's just been done before. It was very predictable. Um, but it was, you know, it was still respectful, you know. But it was yeah. Uh, it's not like it's not good. Yeah, you know. It's, but it it's was just that it's on an album that has dropped a couple of the most iconic tracks I've ever heard in my life. You know, if a bunch of dudes did this, I can't quit you track. You know, it's it'd be the best song on their album. I, it would be the best song on their album. But the it's just the the respect has been put into motion. Right. So I know that this is a Led Zeppelin track, therefore I respect it, but it's just kind of not really for me. Exactly. Yeah. Track nine, how many more times? I thought it was a the, the best bluesy jam on the album, mm -hmm. but it is a bluesy jam. And at this point in my life, I've heard so much blues-influenced rock that I just can't really elevate that shit into some of the best music I've ever heard. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Um, I read where this was the first track where Jimmy Page broke out the bow to play <sighs> on the, the guitar. And there was a guitar part. There was like a 20-second part in this. Uh, the guitar tone was classified during that time as the woman sound, which was an amplifier, from my understanding, was an amplifier that was just pushed to its maximum output. It was a stressed amplifier with a guitar that was, the tone was turned all the way down, and hmm. it represented kind of a whining noise. That's a smart, that's, that's brilliant. Clapton was known for that. Right. And during the Clapton, I was a I, I am a big fan of the Clapton years, or the Clapton when he was Cream. fucked up on drugs. Oh, everybody's been that was up the on good drugs. shit. I'm glad that Clapton's sober. I'm glad that he's clean, to my understanding. But when he was fucked up with some of his best music, Beatles' best music came fucked up. Yeah, Help Stones, was amazing Stones, Stones yeah. Yeah, so this little, you know, I don't know if Cream did this first. I don't know who's responsible for it, but it's just good shit. I really like it. Overall summary, like I said earlier, this album made my day better. I'm starting to get into vinyl a little bit. Everything sounds better on vinyl, dude. You know what? It's just something. It's true. It's something shiny for me to look at. It's just a new hobby that I have. What, what was the best part about buying tapes and CDs back when we were growing up? To put that shit, and it's it's been said a million times, but just to put that shit in my hands. Yeah. Just the to liner see the, notes. Just to see the artwork. Yes. Just to hold on to it. Yep. Smell that shit. Smell it. Taste it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever take the fucking CDs? Guess what, motherfuckers? Tool. Uh, I'm mentioning Tool. Did you ever take 
the plastic pieces out of some of the albums. If you took Tool's Undertow and you took the plastic piece that held the CD sure. that you snapped the CD into. Yeah, I know what you're about. If you took that out of Undertow, there was hidden artwork underneath. I did not know that. Fucking magic, man. Yeah. This is the kind of shit that I miss about physical copies of music. Yeah. Kanye's Donda don't have that shit. You got to go to a stadium and watch him burn a house down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just nothing, you know. <laughs> well, I, Marilyn I Manson it. jerks off. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he can go to hell. Shit. He's yeah. already in hell. But, he, <laughs> but, I, but I mean, seriously, physical copies are just... Uh, I remember my mom sitting me down when I was like 14. I need to talk to you, Jeremy. What the fuck, mom? About what? Uh, out of all my albums that she went through and found... Her biggest complaint was about Everclear. You remember Everclear? Art no Alex Suckus? There was a song called Heroin Girl, and she read the lyrics to me and said, I'm highly disappointed <laughs> in you, my son. And yeah. I was like, that's the weakest band in my lineup of all the CDs you stole from my room. Mine was uh, uh, Body Count, Ice-T. Oh, fuck yeah. Cop Killer. Hell yeah. Brian, we need to have a talk. I saw the CD package in the trash. And I love Ice-T. Called Cop Killer. I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Body Count and Ice-T. It may not be my favorite jam. I love Ice-T. Yeah, I do I love too. that motherfucker. I watch SVU just because oh, yeah. of that motherfucker. Yeah. That's good shit. Six in the morning. That's good shit. We should do an Ice-T review. We should. He's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. And he's a cool motherfucker. He is, yeah. 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 And I but- fucking hammer Coco. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have any kids? I'm sure that he has kids all over the world, but I think one of them's named Brisk and the other one's named like McDonald's Sweet Tea. (laughs) Okay, Okay. but back to Led Zeppelin. I will purchase this on vinyl, not just because it sounds better, better just because it's something shiny for me to look at, and I like to have shit in my collection. Uh, just got li- just got lateralis in the mail. Oh my god, dude! Paid seventy dollars for it. It's the cheapest version I could find. It was sealed. I don't think I'm going to open it. I wouldn't. I'm afraid to. I wouldn't. Fuck cryptocurrency. I'm investing in vinyl. Vinyl. Put that shit in a safe. That's right. Sell it in two years for ten dollars less than what I paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, That's uh, good shit. this is a very good album. I'm very happy. Let me add in. Please. Oh no, this is on the next album. Anyways, yeah, th- this this album really drew me in. Good, and made me understand the power of Led Zeppelin. Good, I'm glad. And I we're did. not even fucking close to done. We're almost an hour. We have literally creamed all over this. Band. Oh shit! <laughs> album number two, which is aptly titled two. Like it. Whole lot of love. That's an iconic. Oh my god. Iconic song. The drums and guitar make you go, wow. Yeah. There's a lot more to go, but this shit is so iconic. There's just no, if you hear this song, yeah. If you don't know that shit, right. You don't actually listen to music. You need to pull your head out of your ass. Yes. Yeah. This is an iconic, everyone should know song. Whether you know who it is or not, because, you know, I know kids these days, they hear this song, they're like, I fucking love the Stones. <laughs> yeah. You're wrong. I love fish. Full of fucking fish, Trey Anastasio. <laughs> but this this is so iconic. It's just so fucking iconic. This is one of those songs. Like, it's just one of those songs. Yeah. 
everyone should know it. And if you don't, go ahead and educate yourself. This is just one of those songs. This is what's the equivalent? This is the equivalent oh, God. to a twenty years prior, twenty three years prior. Smells like Teen Spirit. If sure, you don't yeah. know this shit. Yeah, and you claim to be a a fan of rock music, you need to know this shit. Track two, what is and what should never be. What a vocal tempo. Oh, I know. I'm not sure I heard a vocal tempo like this until this song. And I say vocal tempo as in, I'm going to go out on a big limb here. The song, What Is and What Should Never Be, mm-hmm. may have been a huge inspiration to rap music. Okay. Because the vocal tempo, the way that just the Robert, flow. just the flow that Robert Plant laid down. Yeah was such a quick hitting flow that I wouldn't doubt if some rappers heard it and thought, if I rhyme and go the speed of Robert Plant, okay. I'm on to something. That's good. It's a it's a really underrated, different kind of jam, in my opinion. Got any thoughts on the first two tracks of album two? First two tracks, uh, well, this album, I'm going to throw some Wikipedia facts out here. Over 12 million copies sold just in the U.S. So we went from 8 million album one, 12 million album two. Fip says, or the Puff Daddy mix. <laughs> That's Cashmere Puff. Cashmere, we're, we're getting get there. To that. God damn, yeah, Fip, get some... your shit straight. <laughs> Yeah. You did too many drugs. This is like I didn't do enough. I didn't either. This is a pure timeless track, whole lot of love, like a train coming down the tracks. True. This song was medicine to me. Fuck yeah. Just so good. Uh, and and how fun- about that slide? Mm. Oh, yeah. And here's some fun facts about this track. That's very good, that slide. Very good. The record company condensed the version of a whole lot of love. And wanted to, it was too long to be played on the radio, supposedly. Amazing that record companies gave a fuck back then. And they squeezed it down. Well, their main mission is to make money. Illuminati. Shit. Yeah. Triangles, bitches. (laughs) So the record company condensed this track, threw it out on the radio. Led Zeppelin was pissed. We don't give a fuck about airplay we give a fuck about the music obviously they didn't give a fuck about airplay none of this shit was manufactured for the radio <laughs> oh, no. that's what i respect the most oh, about i this. do too yeah but this album a few steps back uh the beatles abbey road was kind of fizzing away God, such a good album that's now. a good album and they passed the torch on to led zeppelin so okay. we went from abbey okay. road just to put some time into perspective abbey road's so good uh, track number two, yes, it is. What is and what should never be. This is like three songs in one. Um, I had the AirPods in and the, the, the rotating speaker, or, you know, just the rotation of the music. I love this track. It's a good one. Liked it so much. Loved it. First two tracks are bangers. Track Fuck number yeah. track number three. Lemon song. I it's a lemon. I have something to say about okay. this. Okay. Okay. I'm not a fan of this song. Nor am I. And this was inspired by one of my all-time favorite blues songs of all time, Killing Floor by Howling Wolf, who is a bad motherfucker and nobody should. Good info. Nobody should do Howling Wolf songs except for Howling Howlin Wolf, and I have a I have a comment. Yellow to, Wolf, 
Howling Wolf. <laughs> Yellow Wolf's a bad motherfucker. Coming from too. Georgia, motherfucker. And I like to say something about this track, and it's kind of off subject, but you know, we've okay. I've kind of touched base with the nonverbal communication among band members. This song, well, I'm going off subject here, but Killing Floor, that track was performed at a Clapton's Crossroad Music Festival. And the original guitar player, Hubert Sumlin, came out. And this, I can just, I always see this in my mind. But Clapton was there, Robert Cray was there playing, Jimmy Vaughn was there playing. And it's a lot of wannabe bluesmen up there playing this track. And here's Hubert Sumlin, who was the guitar player for Howlin' Wolf. And he was up there, just this tall, skinny guy. And when it was his turn to take the music over, he started playing and he looked at every guitar player on that stage and didn't say a word, but it was like, you set the fuck down and you set the fuck down and you shut the fuck up. I got this. I love that shit. And he I don't was know. Just I don't know at all what the fuck you're talking about. Oh and I love God. this story already. Just a baddest motherfucker, and it's real and it's raw. And Led Zeppelin recognized, you know, that sound back then, and they kind of wanted to go with that direction. But I have a screenshot somewhere on my phone of that Hubert Sumlin just looking. He had a crooked jaw and just a big, tall skeleton of a man. He's like, "Fuck you, motherfuckers." What, whatever you can, whatever info oh. you can give me on this shit, I need because I feel as sucked in as in uh, oh, like like, it's, like a Tarantino movie right now. It's so I am good. so sucked into what you're talking I'll about that I you. need to see. I'll show it to you, but okay. it's like a three second clip of him eyeballing everybody on that stage, and it's just fucking badass. God, I love but, that shit. And you said Tarantino movie, and my notes say like Jules from Pulp, Pulp Fiction, badass. Mm. Just like that. Nothing better. So it's kind of cool that Led Zeppelin was kind of recognizing, you know, that type of music back then. But they weren't alone. No. You know? No. That I, I just, I hate to throw this out there already, but I feel like they just fucking perfected a lot of what was going on yeah. in 1969. Yeah. And, well, 70 now that we're on album number two. But thank you. Track four. Yeah. I just got pretty. That's a fucking pretty track. Yeah, I think so, too. It's not my favorite track on this album, but no. I respected it. Heartbreaker. I, eh, It was good. Yeah. But I not not what I want at this point in Led Zeppelin's career. Sure. Six, track six. Yeah. What was that called? Living, Loving, Made. Living, Loving, Made. I thought, this was gonna, I thought this was going to be, this reminded me of a Beatles album t- or a track title yeah i feel like there was almost a little bit of regression midway through album number two mm-hmm. and then we get to ramble on oh shit ramble on! oh my god iconic this is, oh it's it's just so good just when you think that Jesus. they are not breaking new ground they they go with they they bring a track that's iconic oh my god if you watch the documentary, It Might Get Loud, with the edge. Why is the edge? Well, I don't know. Because He's that motherfucker is talent. Okay, I'm not going to say talentless. 
not going to say talentless, but the edge doesn't belong in that documentary. And you know what? Jack White does. Yeah, he does. Jack White does. You know sure. why? Because Jack White is one million percent inspired by Jimmy Page and takes it to a modern level. Yeah. Jack White, I don't give a fuck what you say, is a modern Jimmy Page. Sure, yeah. And I actually... The edge is not. The edge is not. The edge is... The edge is like, give me some lit up LED lights and let me go. <laughs> the edge has... You two sucks. You two okay? sucks. Okay? We're never doing them. And never doing them. The edge has a... Tr- semi-trailer filled with effects which i have Fuck zero exp- or, uh, zero respect for that back up a few steps in that documentary jimmy page has this old ass original gibson les paul plugged into an amp seems like he has a distortion pedal and he plays ramble on Ramble. And it is just the sound of it. It's his fingers yeah. and his heart behind yes. it. It's not a semi-trailer filled yeah. with effects to cover up the bullshit, the and lack to, of ability. And to give you a rundown of what It Might Get Loud is all about, Jack White does the same thing <sighs> on a fucking butcher block from a fucking deli with strings attached to it. <laughs> yeah. And he does the same goddamn thing. On the front thing. porch. On the front porch. <laughs> <laughs> I actually made... Go ahead. I'm sorry. It doesn't fucking matter how expensive your guitar is. Yeah. Jack White uses fucking Hondo guitars, which is a cheap knockoff of fucking Gibson. He uses fucking First Act. He don't give a fuck. He'll go to Walmart and buy a $30 guitar and and make a fucking hit on it. That's why Jack White is relevant. And I'm getting pissed because (laughs) Jack White is a million times better than The Edge. The Edge can have a fucking... What's he can f- suck Brody's dick. He can suck Brody's <laughs> dick that helped us out on YouTube. But the Edge can grab a fucking uh, ESP or a, what's the fucking guitar I'm thinking of with the Eagles? The little birds on it all the way down. Paul Reed Smith. The Edge PRS. can use a PRS, which my father uses when yeah. he goes and plays bars. He's yeah. got like seven PRSs and they're yeah. beautiful. Sure. PRS is, I'm sorry. This is just my opinion. PRS is the best guitar you can fucking buy. Carlos Santana says so. Yes. You can use a PRS and fucking put on a concert, but Jack White will go down to the pawn shop and buy a fucking Adam Levine edition <laughs> fucking first act from Walmart and it's, blow you away with this it. plastic with, with a plastic bit neck. Fucking Dan Electro. <laughs> Jack White's fucking magician, and so was Jimmy Page. Yeah. Oh, plant. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Beer's a powerful drug. Yes, it is. <laughs> but anyways... I mean, it's, it just it doesn't matter what instrument you have. It's what you do with it. Yeah. And I don't know what the fuck Led Zeppelin, what instruments they were using, but this is magical shit. And this is why I have so much respect for Jack White, because he is a modern-day Jimmy Page. I actually made a meme, and you were the only—you would probably be the only person that would get it, but I actually took a screenshot of Jack White— all googly-eyed looking at Jimmy Page whenever he stood up and he started playing. It may have been Cashmere. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't Ramble On, but Jack, 
But Jack White's face, just with respect, just thought, oh, my God. Yeah. And I said, I want somebody to look at me the way Jack White's looking at Jimmy Page. Yes, right not now. the edge. And the edge is like, <laughs> the he's, edge is like he's give me finally... some fucking processing. <laughs> <laughs> give me some goddamn processing. Give me a fucking Apple Mac computer. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Edge. Yeah, no shit. Listen, I'm going to be honest, Zootopia or Zoo. <sighs> Not Zootopia. That's a fucking Jason Bateman movie. <laughs> Zoo something. Whatever that fucking album you two did. That was some cool shit because it was... I'll, I'll hand it to them. The processing they used. The Edge is really good at modern day guitar processing. And there is an art to that. I will be honest. But give me the art of Jack White all day over that Give shit. me Jack White with a shitty old bent guitar neck plugged into an amp. He don't even need that. Yeah. All he needs is four nails, four strings, and a block of wood. Yeah. Good shit. Back to Led Zeppelin. Moby Dick. Moby Dick. Track number eight. Instrumental magic. This is instrumental <sighs> magic. There's nothing else to really say because there's not any plant on this track, really. But it's just good instrumental shit. Yeah. I mean, Moby Dick is one of those songs that drummers go back and be like, John Bonham on Moby Dick is why I play drums. Oh, yeah. I Yeah, that's a very good point. I agree with that. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's just sometimes an instrumental track can set the tone for the future of music. Yeah, you might not have listened to this album and thought, Moby Dick, motherfucker. <laughs> you might not have went off Fred Durst be like, Moby Dick, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, this inspired a whole generation of musicians, so there's not a lot to say about it. This is a fish jam in Led okay. Zeppelin style, yeah. but it inspired a whole lot of musicians. Yeah. I'm home. Bring it on home. Bring it home. Great jam. I want more out of Led Zeppelin than this, but it's a great jam. I thought it was a trip. You know, great guitar grooves. I didn't really want to... I was... Very satisfied with these first... Oh, I was beyond satisfied with these first two albums. Oh, fuck yeah. Seven out of nine songs on this album yep. were bangers to me. And what about that Rough Mix track? Oh my God, the whole lot of love. Rough I actually, Mix. Jesus Christ. You it was, pointed that out to me, and that should have been the first track on the album. That should have been the primary track. That shit was fucking... I'm going to go 2021 on you, motherfucker. That it. shit was tight. <laughs> it's tight. It's tight. Oh my god! I kind of went down through. I bounced back and forth between Apple Music and YouTube Music. I was listening to a whole lot of love on YouTube Music, which, rough mixes which shit. went into. I thought, Jesus! I just couldn't believe it. I mean, it was like sorcery. It was just. It is. It's just magical. There's something about garage rock mm -hmm. that really can hit a guy a certain way or a girl a certain way, not just a guy. Yeah. But there's something about that raw sound. That's why the White Stripes are as good as the White Stripes were. I agree. They didn't try. There, there was. It's not about digital processing. It's not about creating sounds you've never heard. It's about taking an instrument, yeah, and doing something with it that implies that you don't give a fuck. Yeah. This is music. Take yeah. it or leave it. Yeah. That's why the White Stripes and Jack White are so relevant, and that's why Led Zeppelin. For many, 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 many reasons, is so influential. If you go listen to a bunch of White Stripes album, which apparently we're going to have to do a fucking episode on. Oh, I'd love that. The White Stripes are so damn good because 
Jimmy Page was so damn good. Sure. This is a case of greatness inspires greatness. This is some great shit. Yeah. That you don't realize how great it is until you hear what it inspired. Sure. Now, granted, if I was alive in 1970, I would have realized how great this shit is, but I wasn't. So when I hear a band like the White Stripes and I hear an artist like Jack White and I go back and I dig and I <laughs> try to find out what inspired him. I'm not laughing I'm at like, you. I'm sorry. No. I go back and I look and I'm like, <laughs> Jimmy Page inspired Jack White. Why did that inspire Jack White? And then I listen to the albums. I'm like, that's why. Yeah. Because this motherfucker wasn't out. Th this is a different time. This isn't 2021 when... <laughs> The Illuminati's pushing people up through PepsiCo. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Go watch Joe Donut on YouTube. That's funny <laughs> shit. But but I mean this is a, this is a simpler time, and and just the wave, the wave that Led Zeppelin created for today's artists, today's rock artists, not even today's yesterday's because yeah. the White Stripes are gone. Sure, Jack White's still around. Sure, but you you don't want to tell me the Black Keys. Oh, yeah. or you know, Royal Blood. Sure, yeah. Or Highly Suspect. Was it, you know, influenced by Jimmy Page? Yeah, yeah, for they sure. They were. For Every sure. Every single rock fucking act in the world. For sure, and I Not have... just the Beatles, but Led Zeppelin and Jimmy Page. Sure. This this is just, this is some next level shit done. It is. Before we were born. It is, yeah. And I have two comments to make. I was laughing. I wasn't laughing at you. Oh, no. If Sometimes the, happiness if, provides laughter. If any of our listeners out there, if any uh, uh, guitar players, if the edge influenced you to play guitar. Go to hell. Unplug that shit right now <laughs> and take up accounting or some other shit. <laughs> Yeah, the the edge is basically doing accounting on a six string. And you know, my sister was a big influence on me musically because she was older than me, uh, eight years older than me, and she really turned me on to a lot of different music. Uh, she was a big influence in my musical upbringing. She had a friend over one time, and he was talking about the Stones, and he said something about their bass player, and I said the stones you know i was just a stupid young kid i i was like eight maybe thank you and i said the stones have a bass player and he's like yeah you stupid fuck every fucking band has a bass player. that's not true when the white stripes came back on and black keys i came back in time i went back in time and i told that dude to eat shit because the white stripes Killed it without a bass player. And I thought, fuck you, pal. I saw the future and you were too fucking stupid to see it. That's right. Don't need a bass player. And I apologize for the banging on the table. I opened my beer by way of putting it on the edge of the table and, and using it as a bottle opener. What did you think of this album overall? Album two. Um, album two was not a letdown after album one. It was just as powerful, just in a different way. Sure. So the unfortunate part about streaming is that the only version of this shit on YouTube music, which is what I subscribe to, is fucking bloated with different versions of songs. Exactly, yeah. So I had to literally keep my ears open to when uh, a whole lot of love came back on in a rough mix, and I was like, okay, I'm done with this album. I need to move on. Album number three. 
Sure. I'm glad that there's some folks watching live because this shit is just good. If you haven't listened to these albums, you need to go out and do so. I don't know that I've been this passionate about a band in a while. Yeah, yeah. Album number three, if you've ever watched Shrek, (laughs) you know that Shrek the third, or maybe the fourth, or maybe the second, I can't remember. Were there four Shreks? There's a fucking shitload of Shreks. Oh, my kid. Michael Myers is just fucking balling. (laughs) Immigrant song. Yeah. Iconic. It's a bad motherfucking song. No matter how many times you've heard it, it's a bad motherfucking song. Yeah. There there is no song. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. You know that shit. Right off the bat. It doesn't matter if you've even heard the song. As soon as you hear that fucking wail that Robert Plant puts into a microphone, you know that shit. Oh, yeah. And that is iconic. This is the thing you need to understand about a band like Led Zeppelin. The shit is iconic. It's timeless. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter if it's 2120 as far as the years go. If someone goes, I know who that you is. know what you know that it's something popular. Yeah. Doesn't matter how old it is. Sure. And that shit, this is why Led Zeppelin. This is why this episode might need to happen of, uh, as far as the big three goes. Yeah, sure. Who really is the most influential, <laughs> yeah. biggest band of all time? Oh, God. Because I'm not going to stop here. There's album after album of song where I go, this is iconic. I'm not even close to fucking done yet. Sure. This song is iconic because if you don't know it, you don't really love music that much. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. You have, if you really love music, you know this song. Track two, Friends. Mm Mm-hmm. Third album. Mm Mm-hmm. I've been waiting for this. Okay. The track Friends, I've been waiting for the progression. I've been waiting to hear them progress into something new this shit is this is like tool in 1970 sure yeah or whatever fucking year this album came out sure this is next level shit this may not be grab you with a guitar riff and suck you in into a fucking angsty fueled i don't know what that noise is i don't either but but this song friends is just next level right off the get-go this is led zeppelin upping their game nobody even this isn't a single right the track friends this is just a track on album three yeah that comes after a fucking massive hit that when you hear if you really buckle down and listen to it you're like these guys are next level these guys are just they're taking their influence and they're going another level wizards Going full wizard. <laughs> yeah. Going full Gandalf. I had track number one immigrant song was Jimmy Page, the founder of Stomp Grooves. Yes. was. You know, I was banging my head. Not, I was just going along with the rhythm in my garage while listening. It's to almost this. punk before punk. I mean, yeah. you, you can't really take a genre of music. Fip says best LSD experience I ever had. Can you, can you oh verify? 
Phipps, can you verify what the what you're talking about with the best LSD experience? Because I gotta know. <laughs> yeah, but the Shout song out to "Friends" Fitz. is just fucking magic. And I mean, can you name any other song that sounds like this? No, I not, can't not, not, not in the seven, not in the early seventies. I no. cannot either. I can't think of this any is next other level songs. shit. This is like, hey, fish. I just ruined your fucking career. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna try to to replicate this. You're yeah. not gonna do it. Yeah, just quit. Just quit. <laughs> quit now. You're never gonna reach this level. Yeah. You're never getting to this mountaintop. And when you get this high on the mountaintop, you are the mountain. And you know, I I I've seen pictures of Led Zeppelin standing in front of their own private, like a Boeing, I don't know the numbers, just a huge commercial jet yeah. that was theirs with their name. They fucking deserve the Jets. Fuck yeah, they do. Oh, my God. They deserve so much. Fuck yeah, they do. Just, uh, wow. Yeah. This is this is next level shit. What'd you think about Celebration Day, track number three? Celebration Day, good as hell, but I wanted more. Like, I, yeah. I, I've heard kind of the pinnacle of what Led Zeppelin can do at this point. Mm-hmm. So when they bring me back down to earth on a track like Celebration, I'm like, this would be next level shit for any other band. Yeah. But but already on album number what is this, three? Yep. This is Led Zeppelin we're talking about. Sure. You can't let me down at this point. Sure. Which they don't, but you, you can't put out an album of seven to ten tracks without bringing me back down to earth a little bit. So Celebration, while it's good as hell in my opinion, uh it's I, I want more. Yeah, yeah. They, they've already got me on this trajectory to the moon. I expect them to finish the finish the task. Sure, celebration. This track day. didn't do it. Celebration day. I don't know how I feel about this track. I don't know if this is on the first album and the first four songs. Great. Yeah, but Led Zeppelin's already shown me they're they're capable of more. Track. Five or four since, since I've been, been loving you. Mm-hmm. What a great slow jam! Oh my god, this band turns around and shows you, like, even though we've blown your doors off with mm-hmm. our fucking guitar and powerful vocals, yeah, we can still dial it back a little bit and, and bring you into our personal space, yeah. is what this felt like. We're going to take you into our dressing room, mm-hmm. serenade you a little bit. And I was like, pull your pants off. Pull your pants off, suck your dick. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate it. Like, thank you. Thank you for sucking my dick, Robert Plant. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You know, the first, after I got through like the first four minutes of this track, there's some really good music in there. It reminded me a lot of While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Just I that agree kind with of, that. Just that kind of rhythm behind yep. that. Uh, what did you think of track number five out on the tiles? Hell of a riff, solid song, Fuck. but nothing, no, nothing groundbreaking. But this is the point in Led Zeppelin's career on album three where if they give you an iconic or a riff that can last the the test of time, yeah, you have to start appreciating it. Yeah, not everyone can bat a thousand. You yeah, know, you know, nobody in Major League Baseball sure. bats a thousand. Le- Unless you're too, I almost said lip biscuit. Led Zeppelin's <laughs> not, yeah. Led Zeppelin's not going to bat a thousand, but if they can give you a fucking double on one of these songs, you got to appreciate it. Sure, I think so too. Um, I thought it, the bouncy bass lines 
Uh, brilliant drumming. I enjoyed this track more the second time around, but it was not my album favorite. Right. Uh, out on the tiles. Again, good riff, solid song. Uh, I am waiting for the next level of Led Zeppelin after this point, though. I'm Sure. I'm, I'm like, this is still good shit. Sure. Followed by Tangerine, which makes me go. We have Gallows Pole. Unless my notes are incorrect. Oh, I'm sorry. Gallows Gallows Pole, Tangerine, and That's the Way, and Bronye Stomp. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah. Those, the the rest of this album kind of basically made me go, well, this is all good stuff. Yeah. What's next? But which I will say, that's the way my notes are. Okay, Jack White. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay, okay. This this is this is this is specifically made to make Jack White successful in the future. Yeah. But after the first half of album three, I was like, okay, I get it. You guys are good. Sure. What's next? Sure. I had the uh, second half of this album. I would call this kind of like a heavy folk music folk right which plays in their favor later sure it does uh that's the way i thought this was a very good song just a natural just a very peaceful song i enjoyed it the uh brawny hour stomp uh I really enjoyed it. Wasn't Maybe their intention was to bring us back down to earth a little bit. Maybe it was because we were way We were up. way up. We were, we were high in as space. Fuck. We were floating in space. We were high. Hats off to Roy. I don't know who Roy is. Uh wasn't a huge fan of this track. The recording was very good quality. Right. Uh, overall summary of Led Zeppelin 3 that sold 6 million albums in the US. It didn't have the impact as one and two did on me. How about that album cover, though? It's pretty good. My stomach just made a weird noise, but it's pretty <laughs> good. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I, th- that's another thing, too. Like Led Zeppelin, the album covers. It's not all just music. Mm-hmm. You have to give credit where credit's due. And these first three albums, man, they're, they're just, there is all. Uh, there's some iconic shit in there. James Ward There's, says, calling it a night. 4.45 comes early. We understand, James. Oh, we'll see shit. You next time. 4.45 a.m.? Fuck all that noise. You need a different career, pal. Oh, no doubt. God. But but this was this was a solid album. The greatest thing about it, though, is that they, they kind of calmed us down a little bit over the second yeah. half of this album, and they're like, guess what's next, bitches? <laughs> yeah. Guess what's next? Album number four, Led Zeppelin. Album 1971, 23 million albums sold in the U.S. You motherfuckers like wheat bread? Because we're going to show <laughs> you an old man carrying some wheat to your local breadery there. And we went from 6 million to 23 million albums. And that so, has to be in large part to the 80s and 90s when we grew up because <sighs> this was the album that I bought. Okay. This is the album that I bought as a teen. Yeah. And there is so many reasons why. Sure. Black Dog, track number one, what'd you think? This is what I think of when I hear the name Led Zeppelin. Yeah. When someone says... Do you listen to Led Zeppelin? Yeah. This riff and lyric pattern comes into my mind immediately. Sure. This is the shit. This album kicks off 
the shit for me. Do me a favor, Hicks. Tell sure. me about black dog while I go drain my white penis. That's <laughs> all right. Black dog. Uh, it is a jam. Brilliant drumming. I actually, I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard that the house that was, or the location that this album was recorded in, um, there was something to do with a black dog who passed away, and it was kind of a, uh, in memory of this black dog, I always thought it was black dog, I think had something to do with uh, depression. I thought it had something to do with that, but I might be wrong. Track number two, Rock and Roll. It was good. My notes say I would classify this as I'm starting to slur a little bit. <laughs> I would classify this as really good Aerosmith. I don't know how I feel about that. Be careful when you step outside. There's a big puddle of pee right on the walkway. <laughs> okay, I'm about ready to find out. Uh, <laughs> I'm about ready to get rid of four beers. But, but yeah, Black Dog is the shit. It's a um, good jam. Rock and roll, same as Black Dog, like. This is a, a track that is maybe I an, uh, synonymous with this band. Yeah, maybe I should say. Maybe I should say this is what kind of what I know about Aerosmith maybe influenced Aerosmith, which I'm not a big fan of Aerosmith. I can hear that because because uh, uh, Mister Plant got into his higher falsetto on this song, and I feel like that's where Steven Tyler was like, okay. oh, I want to sound like that. Okay. Makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. And who didn't want to sound like Robert Plant? I mean, <sighs> shit. I, uh, there's something to be said for the fact that John Lennon and Paul McCartney sounded magical with their harmonies. Sure. But if you want to outdo them with one voice... yeah. It's it's Robert Plant. <laughs> sure, yeah. It's Robert Plant. So yeah, of course, after the Beatles, everyone's gonna be like, "I've got to do some Robert Plant like shit." And, yeah. And, and Black Dog and Rock and Roll, just fucking boom. You know. Yeah, and you know what the rock and roll song you you hear three seconds of that, you know who it is. Oh yeah. You know, it's uh, it's you just know who it is. Absolutely. Track number three, the Battle of Evermore. What How beautiful is that shit? It was it's beautiful. It's not. It's not like one of their top songs ever, but it's it, it's it's like being at a movie and having an intermission. Yeah, it's like sitting back and being like, I'm going to take a nice relaxing break and listen to the Battle of Evermore. Yeah, and then I'm going to dive back in. Yeah, and, and there's something to be said for bands that do that. Like, hey, we've rocked your socks off. Now we're gonna let you relax for a minute before. Now we we're gonna put your it. socks back on, you motherfucker. Yeah, we're gonna put your socks on in a in a very very voluptuous way. Am I allowed to cuss on this? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> what Battle, the battle evermore was pretty good. Let's get to stairway. Oh fuck! And I have a good cop. Well, I I can't think of anything but Wayne's World. Stop! Put the hand on the strings. No stairway allowed. No stairway this. allowed. I, I spirit. Have, I have multiple things to say this, about this. This, this is track. a good segue. I feel like this is the middle of the episode. Probably more than the middle. This is a good point. Have <sighs> at it. 
You you pointed this out to me. This song fucking pisses me off. The good thing about this song, Robert Plant or the engineer, I watched a documentary. It took two hours to record this song. Really? Which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, this song fucking pisses me off. <laughs> there was a lawsuit pertaining to this track. No shit. The band Taurus had a song titled Spirits. Oh, man. That had to boom, 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 who had a very similar. And I want to tell you something. There's no way Led Zeppelin didn't hear this song. There's no way. There's and, no way. And I'm going to tell you, I love my wife so much. And she is all about the football. But when it comes to music, she's tone deaf. I played this to her on the way to a football game. She didn't recognize it? I said, I want to play you Taurus Spirit versus Stairway to Heaven. She didn't hear it. No way. She's so tone deaf, dude. She did not hear the resemblance. What the fuck? There is no way you don't hear that. But she knows football. I don't know football. Yeah. I hear Taurus playing. You sent me that, and I was pissed. It pissed me off, too. And I sent this to my uncle, who is also my life coach, pretty much. And he has uh, been a big impact on me musically. Right. And he said, you know, I know about Taurus, the song titled Spirit. Anyone who, who really War, cares Stairway. about music is going to. I can't talk, dude. I've been drinking. Fucking love alcohol. <laughs> but he said, to his understanding, that the lawsuit was dismissed. Why? Money, dude. Because, I mean, seriously, this song that we're talking about, what a fucking great episode. Yeah. Stairway to Heaven. This is one of the biggest, most iconic titles in rock history. Sure. And if you go listen to Taurus's Spirit. Yeah. It is a blatant, and I'm not trying to discredit. It's plagiarism. It's plagiarism to the highest degree. So you had never heard of the, you didn't know about this. Not until you pointed it out. How did that make you feel? It made me feel... Like someone fucked my ass. <laughs> Made me feel like somebody violated me. You felt, did you feel let down? I was completely let down. Yeah. I will say the only thing that saves me in this episode is that Stairway to Heaven uh-huh. is not one of my favorite Led Zeppelin songs. Sure, yeah. It's too popular and it's too big. But yeah. the fact that they got that popular and big off of a song made by someone else. Now, if you go back through music history, a lot of folks will say that plagiarism was a massive thing in the 60s and 70s. Sure. It was just a thing. Sure. And if you want to jump through time into the 2000s, namely 2010 to 2021, yeah. guys like Eminem. Sure. Guys like, fuck, all of them. Uh Samples are a major thing in the 2000s. So a lot of artists have made their bread and butter off of samples. Do you remember Berserk, Eminem's Berserk? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's a, sa- it's a sample I want to say it's a Billy Squire sample. I don't know for sure. But yeah. I think. But, but, I mean, it's still good. 
Yeah. Beastie Boys. We love the Beastie Boys. Sure. How much shit did they sample? Oh, it's so much. A ton. It's so much. But when you go back to... The only unfortunate thing about the 60s and 70s is when you sample, which is not even a word I think they knew back then. Yeah. You're literally ripping someone off. So they ripped off that band. They ripped off that band, and it's during today's time... There's a lot more reference material available versus what was available in 1971. I will add this. Yeah. Not only did they rip off that band. Yeah. They made it better. Oh, yeah. They built on it. They made it better. Yeah. I, I mean, that that it, it's almost as if. I got to piss. It's almost <laughs> as if you're a, you're a YouTuber, right? Sure. And you see a guy named ted that makes a youtube video and you're like i can do that better led zeppelin made it better they did it better so how much can you fault them for taking a riff and simply making it better this band hicks set off the alarm (laughs) in the shack We have an alarm system. But when you can take something from a band and literally make it better, why wouldn't you? It's the same as TV programs. You take a sitcom, you make it better. You take the the show Friends, for example, you make it better. Everything stems from an idea anyways. Sure. So I hate to fault Led Zeppelin for this. It worked. Yeah, it did. I mean, mean, Stairway to Heaven is iconic, and it worked. And you know what? If they wouldn't have done that, it would have. Nothing would have ever worked. No one would know about Spirit. Spirit, Taurus. I'm sorry. Sure. Taurus should almost be thankful to Led Zeppelin for maybe putting them on the map at least in this conversation. Sure. Yeah. Because if it weren't for this Stairway to Heaven, I would have no idea about. Same. If you wouldn't have told me about Taurus and the song Spirit, I'd have no fucking clue but you know what i gave them a stream listening to it because of what you told me sure yeah so sure yeah sometimes plagiarism falls into the category of no publicity is bad publicity sure yeah so yeah yeah, it's a little bit shameful but we're talking about the 60s and 70s so it sucks that they Took that riff. Go listen to that song. Yeah. Spirit by Taurus. Sure. Yeah. It is evident unless your name's Tilly. <laughs> yeah. Evident. <laughs> yeah. As fuck. <laughs> it's a good song nonetheless. Not to me, to me, to me, to me. Not one of their best. I don't think so either. But it's still a good song. Yeah. It's overplayed. Smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's got that. And there's a lot of songs. Black dog and rock and roll have that smells like teen spirit effect. There's just it's it's kind of overplayed. I'm shocked that three people were still listening to this. <laughs> yeah, prob- me and Hicks both. Hey, that's my number. Up. Number three. Number three. This one. I'm fucked up. Are you fucked, <laughs> I'm up? fucked up? I'm fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Song five, Misty Mountain Hop. Great one. Uh, but you know they're not pushing the envelope quite yet. Yeah, I think so too. Uh. It was okay. I don't know of any other songs that sound like this. I can't even see straight, son. (laughs) Brilliant drumming. Very good drumming. John Bonham. 
Oh my God, I'm such a fan. You know, I've gone through the guitar gods. I'm now going through the drumming gods. Uh, John Bonham, Keith Moon from The Who, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Uh, Where you put Travis Barker? Oh my God, he's so good. He is. I don't know. People don't give him enough credit because he's a 90s plus guy. Yeah. I think he was, uh, I think his, I think, God, there's my stomach making a fucked up noise. That's your throat. I think that That's some his... dick sucking Brendan stuff right there. <laughs> I think that Travis Barker's ability exceeded Blink 182. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Blink 182 has ability because if you listen to the self titled album, do. the self titled Blink 182 album is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I That's think... the one with the weird fucking face with the eyes X'd out. Sure. It's yeah. A good album. Yeah. But I am a huge fan of Travis Barker. He's a beast. Oh, the yeah. fact that he can go and do shit with Blink-182 and the transplants and then move on to Machine Gun Kelly. He's diverse. It's just... Uh, diverse as fuck. Yeah. It, it's so good. And he's fucking a Kardashian. I mean, who would want to do that? <laughs> yeah. Me. That's the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah. My wife has... Literally made me watch a Kardashian episode the other day, and I was like, oh, uh, my God, this shit is so much worse than I remembered. Oh, my God. I don't... I've never seen one episode. It's awful. I don't think I can watch it's it. fucking awful. What right. about the track Four Sticks? Track number six on this album. Four Sticks. I thought it was solid, but again, I'm still waiting for more. Yeah, I thought this had very unique drumming. I was listening to the drumming. I was kind of disappointed in the song overall, but... I'm listening to the drumming, the drumming on this. I enjoy the yeah, drumming. Yeah, it's good. So, it's uh, good. I will give him this. Mm-hmm. Uh, four Sticks seems like a soft lead-in. This sounds like a porn movie. It does. <laughs> <laughs> you ever watched four the porn? Four one girl. Hey, you ever watched a porno clip and thought to yourself, I've already seen this shit? <laughs> 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 oh, uh, you know you might have a problem. If how ashamed are seen... folks? How ashamed are folks out there that watch uh, stepsister porn? <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, you will now. <laughs> oh shit! No, Four Six is a good soft lead-in to going to California, which is a maybe, <sighs> maybe Led Zeppelin's first great slow jam. Going to California, here's an example of just natural flow. I thought this song is just so peaceful, and yeah. then it shifts into another gear. Just yeah. very good. Th- I really enjoyed it. it. It's it's. I hate to say the words next level because Led Zeppelin is already legendary yeah. by this point in album four. Yeah. But the fact that they can shift gears and give you a going to California, which is a great slow jam, is like, what? can't this band do yeah yeah because have you ever heard static x do an acoustic jam no that's because it can't sure yeah i mean it's there's certain bands that just can't i don't know why the fuck i use static (laughs) static x as an example there he's a a loser (laughs) he's a loser (laughs) she said (laughs) why did i use that i don't know that's all right but there's some bands that like can cold chamber the fuck out of your emotions with screaming. And then there's some bands that can Brandy Carlisle you back down to earth and still sure. give you chills. Sure. Led Zeppelin did both of these. Yes, they did. Yeah. And I'm going to say 
Track number eight, When the Levee Breaks. This, to me... Best drum fucking track of all time. This is the most magical song to me ever recorded. And I have a fun fact that's going to probably blow your mind. Oh, I'm I'm ready. This this isn't the fun fact, but my personal opinion, this is the greatest drum sound ever recorded. My notes say the best drum beat ever ever recorded oh my god dude this is the best drum beat ever recorded now me and you may be influenced by the fact that the beastie boys sampled Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. and we through this podcast have discovered that the beastie boys are our shit yeah i don't give a fuck if you like rock rap reggae blues country doesn't matter sure the Beastie Boys knew good sounds. Oh, yeah. And they implemented this shit into their own. Sure. When the Levy Breaks is without a doubt. I'm going to go one for one here. Yeah. When the Levy Breaks. Yeah. Smells like tin, tin spirit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bears a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah. When the Levy Breaks smells like teen spirit is two of the hardest hitting most oh. emotional drum tracks you will I ever hear. Fucking I, get it. I'm sick of smells like Teen Spirit. I am too. But when you hear Dave Grohl hit da-da, drums like da-da, that, da-da, da-da, da-da. this is the same thing I was saying yeah. about John Bonham earlier. When he holds that stick just that extra millisecond longer than anyone sure. else, Dave Grum hits that drum head a little bit harder than anyone else sure. has ever hit it. Sure. Those two tracks. When the levee breaks is the most powerful, enters your soul, opens your eyes to Alex Gray-like art. Oh, yeah. You feel like you're on LSD without ever being on LSD when you hear sure. when the levee breaks on drums. That yeah. is the, that there's just, there's no better beat. The, there is no better beat. There is that. no better beat. It's never happened. Oh, and I don't my think God, it ever will. Dude, I don't think it will ever be matched. And there was a, there's my throat making a bunch of fucked up noises. There was a <laughs> lot of theories. There was a lot of theories. I watched a, a short video clip of a lot of theories of all these assholes. It's saying, feeling. It's feeling saying, in your fucking nervous system. Yeah. That's what creates that sound. Oh, I think so too. And there were a lot of assholes that were saying, well, this was recorded by blah, 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 blah. blah Fuck blah. off. And out of the... Jimmy Page comes in and separates all the bullshit and revisits the location that this album was recorded. And he said, this was a very tall room (laughs) and there was a mic 18 foot foot in the air, which allowed the reverb to bounce off. Fuck you, Jimmy. I don't believe that. That was passion i thought i said these mics were dipped in fucking witch blood yeah it's just unreal and did you know no explanation that is fucking emotion coming through a wooden fucking rod and that is i'm a huge fan of eddie van halen and eddie van halen says the magic's in the fingers it's not the fucking edges fucking semi-trailer no Full of effects. Eddie Van Halen took that Freddie Fingers guy from America's Got Talent. Yeah. <laughs> and he stuck it into a guitar. 
He said, and, and that's a that that's a generic fucking way to put how talented Eddie Van Halen was. He took Yingvei Malmsteen's fucking fingers and put more feeling into them. Yeah, and I hate not to offend you. No, don't. I hate Van Halen. That's okay. I hate that shit. That's it's okay. It's the cheesiest fucking garbage music I've ever heard. But Eddie Van Halen was real. During every fucking moment of that shit. Yeah, I'm a humongous. His band didn't match his talent. I am a humongous fan of the David Lee Roth. The first three-ish albums I'm a huge fan of. When it turned into Van Hagar, I was not a fucking big fan. And that's because Roth matched the the guitar more than Sammy Hagar. It's not that David Lee Roth was great. Yeah. It's that David Lee Roth matched Eddie Van Halen's talent more than Sammy Hagar. Sure, yeah. But back to Led Zeppelin when the levee breaks, the most magical drum that has ever been recorded. Did you know this song is a cover? This is a fucking My face. Just wit. This is a cover, Kansas Joe in Mini Memphis, 1929. You ruined my life. When the levee breaks. You ruined my life. This is a song that was recorded in 1929. You just fucked my world. How fucked up is that? I'm never going to be able to fuck my wife again. (laughs) Yeah, you will. How screwed up is that this vocal, this (sighs) is a cover. Yeah. And Led Zeppelin gave credit to one of the 1929 artists. I think they gave credit to many Memphis. I don't give a fuck. But they did not give credit to Kansas Joe. And I don't care either. I don't care. I've never heard a, I've never heard a drum hit like that. Because, and it wasn't the drum, it was just the song lyrics. This was not Robert Plant's song lyrics yeah. when the Le- levy breaks. Why does my heart hurt right now? <laughs> and it hurt me too. But Man. I went back to John Bonham's sound. Man. Yeah. Nobody's done it like that, though. Listen, yeah. there's something to be said from taking influence and perfecting it. Right. John Bonham perfected everything. I'm sorry. There's nobody before John Bonham. He's a There's great no drummer before John Bonham. He's the greatest drummer of all time. And There's he no, took drumming to yeah, an, an, yeah. an entirely different level. You want to get technical? Sure. Throw Neil Pert and Danny Carey in there. Yeah. Yeah. But but you want to feel raw emotion? It's fucking John Bonham. Yeah, it's it's just like from a different universe. It's there's nothing like it. Yeah. Well, I hope I didn't pop your bubble with the wind the levee. My heart hurts. The the lyric, like I said, the song itself was a copy. It was a Phipps. Uh, specific specifically, say your thoughts there, just because we've missed a lot. Crazy shit. We've drank a lot. Yeah. Uh, when the levee breaks, that was the that was the last song, right? Sure. That yep. Was the, yep. That was the last song of album three. Album four. four album 1971. Four. 23 album million four. sold. 23 so, million albums sold. Yeah. So we move on to Houses of the Holy, an iconic album cover in its own right. Sure. We're on album number five here. You cracked my ass up when I sent you this, a track from this album. And <laughs> you said, why aren't these people 
you know, this album cover artwork. He said, why aren't these little <laughs> girls suing? <laughs> Sexual <Led Zeppelin. laughs> fucking Nirvana Nevermind shit right here. Yeah, for sure. Little baby Sue Pee-pee. Led Zeppelin, you fucking hey, bare-assed motherfuckers. I would be so happy if, if Nirvana showed my little baby pee-pee swimming in a swimming pool, which it hasn't grown much since I've been. <laughs> But you know, I would be tickled to get to death. And, Fuck yeah! And I was. If know. I could go back every fucking decade and be like, "Penis and pool time." <laughs> That's me, motherfuckers. Absolutely. But album number five, "Houses of the Holy," nineteen seventy-three, eleven million U.S. albums sold. So we went from twenty-three million albums. Yeah. We're starting to dip down a little bit. Let me just add that there was no. I don't know that I've heard an album in history mm-hmm. that had more hits than four. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, every album, every great album through the history of time thus far yeah, has got multiple hits. Out, number four from Led Zeppelin was basically a greatest hits album. Sure, yeah. It's so fucking great. Listen, it's only eight songs deep. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six. Six of those eight yeah. are iconic. That's exactly what I have. I have six of those eight. I have every track except for the Battle of Evermore and Stairway. That's it. All these tracks are bangers to me. Stairway's a, but Stairway's even fucking iconic it's to people. It's very good, but it lost my respect. Oh well, yeah, of course, but but what what do I got? The Crunge. Oh, that's on Houses of the Holy. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You've <laughs> you've got four sticks mm-hmm. and going to California, which is a great song. Four sticks, As, one girl. <laughs> four sticks, one girl. That's yeah. the only songs. I mean, that's it. The rest of them are iconic. So Houses of the Holy, the song remains the same. Totally different. This is new Led Zeppelin. This is Led Zeppelin trying to, like, move past their first four albums. Sure. To me, it didn't completely work, but I was also at the same time, like, this is brighter sure. and happier sure. yeah. than what I've heard out of Led Zeppelin before. They found love or something. I don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah. On House of the Holy, besides a bunch of kids' asses on the album cover, <laughs> yeah. they've gotten happy somehow. That opening track was like, oh, it's like Mbop now infiltrated are, Led Zeppelin. Now, are you on to album number five, Houses of the Holy, the song remains the same? Yes. I call this Led Petty instead of Tom Petty. Oh, Led Petty. Uh, I heard... Almond Brothers, I heard. There's a lot of influence. There. Tom Petty, which I can understand. God, I heard Tom Petty Queen. was fucking brilliant. Yes, he was. I love that motherfucker. I heard Queen. I heard Petty. You know, this song really wasn't for me, but I still the respect was there. The influential becomes influenced. Yeah, yeah, good. Track two, the rain song, mm-hmm. beautiful. The growth is evident. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the way folks want. But the growth is evident. Listen, we're talking about album number five here. Sure. Yeah. If Led Zeppelin produces an album that sounds like one through four, yeah, they're going to fall off pretty hard. Well, yeah. This is a completely new thing. If me and you were in a rock band and we produced four albums that were just fucking banging ass rock albums, yeah. 
What are we going to do on album number five? Drugs. <laughs> or, or we're going you hear to that do- new Bieber song, Yummy Yummy? <laughs> we're going to do something like that. We're going to do. We're going to throw in a watermelon sugar. Hi. Oh fuck! <laughs> watermelon sugar. <laughs> I hate that motherfucker. Let me tell you two reasons. Watermelon sugar high is garbage. Reason yeah. number two, Olivia Wilde's my bitch, not yours. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's back up a few steps. Olivia Wilde. Mm. He is with Olivia Wilde. I don't even like skinny bitches. I like thick things. But That's Olivia his- Wilde gets a pass because she's fucking gorgeous. Oh, my God, dude. They're together. They're together. I did not know that. She left Ted Lasso for that motherfucker. I don't know who that is. Does he play for the Cleveland Browns? Jason Sudeikis. Okay. SNL fame. Yeah. You need to watch Ted Lasso. Okay. Amazing show. Okay. I will. He's a soccer coach from Wichita, Kansas, or some bullshit like that. Yeah. Sorry to go off topic. That's all right. Go off topic. So over in the UK, sure. this tall fucking, uh, what's the girl that dated Dolph Lundgren? Do you remember her? Mm-mm. Bridget Nielsen, is that her name? I don't Big, know. Big tall drink be. of water, fucking hot as shit, short blonde <laughs> hair. Yeah. This woman looks like her, and she, her husband cheats on her, and he owned this soccer team in the UK. Okay. She's like, I'm going to fucking destroy everything he loves and he loves this soccer club more than anything yeah so i'm bringing this witch this fucking kansas motherfucker this fucking beboppy wife is positive bitch to the uk to run this team they're running into the ground because he does he's never coached soccer he coaches american football ted lost ted lasso on apple tv Mm -hmm. comes over coaches a fucking british soccer team Mm -hmm. i don't know where i was going with this to be honest with you no, but anyways, right. he comes over and he's like super kind and he's all nice and he Anyways, Olivia Wilde was fucking married to this dude, Jason Sudeikis from SNL fame. Sure. And she left him for what's that One Direction guy's name? Uh Sugar Watermelon Harry Pie. Styles. Harry Styles. She yeah. left him for Harry Styles cuz they were in a movie together. And apparently Harry Styles, Harry Styles whipped out his 12-inch cock, and she's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, Jason Sudeikis is single. And I hate Harry Styles for that. One, because Olivia Wilde has been... Olivia Wilde and Rosario Dawson are the only thin chicks I've ever wanted to be with in my life. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I love thicklings. Oh, yeah. I love I, the thicklings. I get that. I get that. Love the thicklings. She was so hot in the HBO series Vinyl. Oh, oh my God. God. I love you. Lazarus Effect. House, when she was in House. Oh, House, yeah. Oh, yeah. 13. Like, Her name 13. was 13. 13. Number 13. Mm-mm. Oh, my Mm-mm. God. Shit. One of the most beautiful women on the planet. That's yeah. it. <laughs> That's it right there. Yeah. Oh my God. She's just great. Phipps says not all of us can afford Apple TV. Motherfucker, I got it for free with my T-Mobile. I got T-Mobile. it for free. My T-Mobile uh, I did cell too. phone account gave me Apple TV for free. Phipps, you yeah. work for the government. Play it's the system. Three, it's three ninety nine a month, pal. Play the system, Phipps. You work for the government. <laughs> yeah. You can't storm the Capitol and not get Apple TV+. Plus. <laughs> Come on, dude. It's like 
29 cents a month to just pay it, dude. <laughs> just call your sister and get her Apple ID sign in and just get Apple TV, dude. Bada bing, bada boom. Call me. I'll give you that shit. I don't give a fuck. He says I'm Android. I have a Samsung Android phone in front of me. It doesn't matter what you are. What's your it's next your excuse? service. T-Mobile Android service gave me Apple TV Plus for a year. Call me now pal. I can watch the morning show and Ted Lasso for free for the next year, Phipps. Get with the program, you old motherfucker. Where are we at? We're on Led Zeppelin. Uh, the rain song was beautiful. Growth was evident. Over the hills and far away. Iconic guitar. The sure. Picking, the picking in this song was so good. The transitions were so good. This was prog rock before Rush fucking perfected it very good sure i've always enjoyed that track over the hills and far away good i've shit. heard this before such a good song the crunch i heard red hot chili peppers this is red hot chili peppers funky funk. as fuck that's yeah. my notes funky and strange and it was good yeah uh dancing days so dancing days are, are here again. again you remember that stp cover no i don't stp covered this song stone temple Pilots. yes i do dancing days wow yeah wow stp had... actually did it justice wow yeah now granted some of you grunge folk out there that maybe watch this show because we like grunge yeah stp is as underrated as they come oh i think so too stp was really good they were good they were really good yeah. and the cover of dancing days i forgot about that one of the best covers that's ever been done just I forgot saying about that good no, one no quarter our band tool covered this oh, one. oh fuck i heard the tool version before i heard the led zeppelin as version. did i Salival, one of the best toolbox sets ever. No quarter. You hear Tools version. Oh you go God. back to Zeppelin's and you're like, Zeppelin was so far ahead of their time. It's not even funny. This is 1973 we're talking about. No quarter. No quarter is fucking modern prog rock. This was my done in the 70s. This was my favorite track on this album. And it's timeless to it's me. It's brilliant. Yeah. Shit's brilliant. I'd like to know more about what it's about. I don't know. I'd like to look more I into this either. song. I don't either. But I know that Tool did it justice. Yes, they did. Led Zeppelin did it way before anybody ever did a song like this. Yeah. This, yeah. this, this is pure fucking magic, folks. No Quarter by Led Zeppelin. Pure magic. Sure, yeah. This, this is the height of their creativity. Yeah. This is the spectrum. This is if you want to put the the fucking series The Matrix into music form. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. It's no quarter. That's very good. And what other songs? I mean, what was out in 1973? Not this. Not this. Not this. And I bet it blew the right people. I bet it hit the right audience like a fucking wrecking ball. Hit me like one. Yeah, it did to me today. You know, it's just, it's, it's a timeless song. I, I could go back <laughs> and says, listen. really, Hicks? I don't know what he's saying that about. <laughs> yeah. No quarter he's probably saying, show. really, can I get your Apple ID? <laughs> he probably is. <laughs> yeah. I got you, buddy. I got you. 
That's yeah, good shit. Th- this was very good shit. This is my favorite. I called this Dark Zeppelin my favorite on this album. Yep. Uh, track number eight, The Ocean. I thought this is a... It's another iconic sound. It's a good groove. I don't know if I'll ever go back looking for this. No, but no it's quarter, iconic. No quarter. I would go back looking for this probably. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. No, no quarter is... I don't know that there's a more groundbreaking modern song yeah. in the 70s yeah. than that. Yeah. That is something that if you went to see Led Zeppelin in concert. Sure. And they played No Quarter in the early 70s. And much like me at Pearl Jam during the binaural tour, stoned off my ass. Yeah. If I'm stoned and watching Led Zeppelin in the early 70s playing No Quarter, I don't know how I walk away from that without a new understanding of life. Yeah. That's some deep... Oh, it is. Froggy shit. It is. For it, Tool to cover you. It means a lot. I, and I'm not saying Tool was better than Led Zeppelin. That's not what right. I mean. Right. I'm saying for a band like Tool to cover a song that you did in the 70s. Yeah. Tool's prog as fuck. Yeah. They're more prog than any prog ever. Sure. If you want to listen to the pinnacle of progressive rock CFIPS. It's Tool. And for them to cover No Quarter, No Quarter, and, and and to go back and listen to Led Zeppelin, No Quarter, even Tool didn't do it as good as Oh, Led yeah. I think so, too. And it's This that, is the shit. It's fucking dark. And it fucking pulled me in. You ever seen No Brother Where Art Thou? Yeah. You see the guy sitting against the tree that made a deal with the devil to play the guitar the way he did? Oh, yeah. I feel like Led Zeppelin had to have made a deal with oh, no some shit. kind of magical entity. Oh no shit! To come I up with this. I thought that too, and I even that was even in the documentary that I watched with Jimmy Page's ex girlfriend when Jimmy Page bought Crowley's castle, and and she's like, "Oh, there was there was talk. She talked like Jimmy Page. There was talk about." <laughs> Jimmy selling his soul, and that's just rubbish. Bullshit. He sold it. (laughs) That's just rubbish. But how do you, you know, these musicians, you know, Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones were studio musicians. And how do they go from playing in a studio, just fucking bored of shit, playing back up? For a fucking movie soundtrack, who knows, to shift into a track like No Quarter just four years later. I don't know. I mean, fuck. How do you, there's no explanation behind that other no, than magic. I'm going to go on record saying this now. No Quarter might be the most underrated song. Good. Of all time. Good. I'm glad you said that. Because this is... It's just next level shit. <laughs> yeah. It's just next level shit. Yeah. There's nothing like this. You, you know? know, this shit's like fucking pre-Bee Gees. And I was I fucked up with the Bee Gees. You know, to fucking play music the way that they did during that time. 
And, and I'll hand it to the Bee Gees. That's some catchy ass fucking shit. It's catchy in a pop Harry Styles way. way. Yes, but no yes, quarter, Harry Styles before Harry Styles. Yes. No quarter in a kind of a hidden track that's in this album that's not being played on the radio. Fuck! This is the kind of that's shit it. that I look for. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly. That is exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. Nobody had done a track like No Quarter before yeah. No Quarter. <laughs> it's crazy. Last track, The Ocean. My notes say Jesus. Seriously? <laughs> Another iconic track. I enjoyed this song. It's just iconic. Yeah. You don't, you can't go through life without hearing some of these sounds. Sure. That to me, is why I thought about how significant this band would be yeah. in a discussion about the big three. Yeah. Because I don't wanna I don't wanna get too much out there, but at the bottom of it all, you've got the Rolling Stones greatest hits. Sure. You've got the Beatles greatest hits. <laughs> yeah. You weigh Led Zeppelin's hits against them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happens yet. Yeah. I don't know what happens yet. I know what my thoughts are. We may listen to all three bands. I would like to weigh pound for pound who had the most iconic sounds. Yeah. I know what my gut's telling me. but Tell I'll, me. No, I'll save that. Okay. I don't want to say yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pound for pound. I want to go through the Beatles. I want to go through the Stones. Sure. I want to go through Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Queen's out. I'm sorry, Freddie Mercury. Oh, I, I agree. I love Freddie I Mercury. I love Freddie Mercury. I love Brian May. I love that sound, but the, it's in a different category. Yeah. The weight of those guys yeah. could possibly put them in the conversation. Yeah. But the fact that the 80s happened can't be overlooked. Sure, yeah. Yeah. The 80s happened. It fucked them up. <laughs> yeah, I know. 80s didn't happen to Led Zeppelin. They, re they released their I last know. album in 79. I know. They were smart. They got the fuck out. Yeah. They decided to do, you know, what's that fucking documentary called? With Jack White? It might get loud. Might get loud. Yeah. They're like, I'll go that route instead of releasing an album. <laughs> well, they pretty much quit when John Bonham died. Yes. And if I fucking love that, that they just said, we're done. Good. The family is a family member passed. Would you therefore. call that div divine intervention? <laughs> I don't know. Be be because Queen should have done the same thing. They should have. Yeah. They should have done the same thing as, as yeah. should have the Stones. Yeah, I think so too. Go live after the 70s. Yeah. Don't make music in the 80s. I agree Don't with that. Don't do it. That's not to say that Led Zeppelin didn't fuck up. Yeah. Let's move on. Sure. Album number six, Physical Graffiti. This is the downfall. <sighs> the, the, this is the decline. The only thing I can give Led Zeppelin mm -hmm. when I say that without talking about any of these tracks, I don't know if we've ever went two hours on a band. That's another significant <laughs> That's all fact. right. Yeah. Physical graffiti was the falling point to me. There's some great shit on here. Yeah. You've got custard pie is solid. <laughs> yeah, I've Greta Greta Van Zeppelin. Greta Van Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. The Rover, solid. Yeah. In my time of dying, 
Hello, Jack White. <laughs> yeah. Still solid. House of the Whole Houses of the Holy. Iconic riff again. Even this deep into their career, you got an iconic riff. Track yeah. four off physical graffiti. Iconic. Trampled underfoot, another well known jam. Cashmere. 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 Cashmere, my notes say I'm handing them the crown. Okay. I'm handing this band the crown. Yeah. This is deep into Led Zeppelin's career. Cashmere's a big fucking deal. Oh, yeah. It's a big fucking deal. The next track and the track after and the track after and the track after down by the seaside. These are all solid jams. Ten Years Gone was okay. Night Flight was okay. The Warrior song, the riff is sweet, and, and the rest of the song is just okay. Boogie with Stew, eh, didn't like that one. Black yeah. Country Woman, just kind of eh. Sick Again, just kind of eh. This was the falling point, but the sure. fact that we're this many albums in, mm-hmm. and you get Cashmere. Mm-hmm. How can you fault them? Oh, yeah, I think so, too. There's a saying that every band is there, is at their best when their best ideas are at the forefront, meaning Nirvana. Sure. I almost think that Kurt Cobain killed himself because he knew he couldn't do any better. I think so, too. I think he... How yeah. do you how do you go up from there? Yeah. You already put out the most iconic album probably in the last 20 years with Nevermind. Sure. And then you put out In, in Utero, which is a fuck you album <laughs> oh, to that yeah. same institution yeah. saying... We meant to be punk. You made us popular. We're going to go ahead and be punk again. Yeah. We're going to throw you in utero, which is going to tear you all apart. Like, I like, never mind. No, I like the raw in utero. I like in utero. I do, too. That's a raw, emotional fucking album that I think is one of the best albums of all time above Nevermind. Sure. And I think Kurt Cobain knew you couldn't go no further than Nevermind. Sure. So it's like retire... Or submit your legacy and you're already not loving life anyways because his stomach was always fucked up. Sure, yeah. That's one of the things nobody knows about Nirvana. His stomach was so fucked up, every day was painful to him. Yeah. He took care of it. Yeah. hate to say that. In utero's magic. It is. Led Zeppelin? I mean, the magic had happened. But even at their least magical... They can still put out an album right before In Through the Outdoor, which no one knows about. You didn't know about it. I'd never heard it. It was that album from 1979. Physical Graffiti can still slip in an all-time great song, even though it's at the end of their career. Sure, I think so, too. My notes say Cashmere. I don't know of any other song that sounds like this. It was a very odd, I could tell, as a really shitty personal guitar player, I could tell that this was a very odd guitar tuning. Uh, great, great drum sound. When you hear that guitar, you know. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, you know that that's Jimmy Page. Sure. Because when you make a song like that, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to say this guy is great, because I don't think he is. Right. But the name 
takes precedence over how good he actually is. Puff Daddy does a fucking song. Yeah. Based off Kashmir for a movie. Not just any movie. It's yeah. Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And that sounds weird, but Godzilla is a name that you, you can't say the name Godzilla without someone knowing <laughs> exactly what you're talking about. So this motherfucker that is... You, you can't say P. Diddy without anyone knowing who it is. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows who P. Diddy is. Yeah. Everyone knows what Godzilla is. Yeah. This dude takes the riff from Kashmir and makes bank. Makes bank off of this song. Sure, yeah. So much money made off of a song that's in the twilight of Led Zeppelin's career. Sure, yeah. Put that in perspective. Yeah. The twilight. Sure. Of Led Zeppelin's career. Sure. How special is that? Yeah. This album is not that great. It's not that very good. But when you weigh it against everyone else's sixth, seventh album, yeah, it's pretty great. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I had uh, two favorite tracks, Kashmir and the Braun Ear. Pretty pretty acoustic melody. I really enjoyed that. Uh, Majority of the rest of the album was just not for me. No, it's not that great. Yeah. It's just not. There's a reason that when we see the cover of Physical Graffiti, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have the same resonance as the preceding albums. It doesn't. It just doesn't. Speaking of album covers, album number seven, Presence. The family sitting around the black. Is that an EP? Object. Was that a full album or an EP? Fuck if I know. I'm drunk. I didn't do it. <laughs> you didn't do it? Well, you didn't miss very much. Achilles Last Stand for Your Life. Huh. Orleans. Nobody's fault but mine. I don't know. I Wikipedia Led Zeppelin's discography Love and alcohol. came across this album. Uh, if you did not listen to this, you didn't miss shit because this, I swear it was an EP album. It may have been dude. I may have, but you know what? Sometimes up. adding those EPs are at good times. Well, this was not a good time. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. And the album cover, if you did not see the album cover, EP. that's what yep. it looked EP. like. Okay. Yeah. So you did not. I need to go it. back and listen to it. No, you don't. Okay. Don't waste your time. <laughs> Yeah, there was not anything good. So we got In Through the Outdoor, which you'd never heard. In Through the Outdoor, I did do that one. I did I never heard that. Six million albums sold. Still good. I'm going to say I have something to say. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to listen to you while I pee. I said that this entire album sounded like Saloon piano in the wild <laughs> west <laughs> i don't know i don't know if uh jimmy page's nephew decided to start playing piano and they hired yeah, him just the to make that was john paul jones yeah. playing which i have a huge love for john paul jones i don't mean any Six million albums sold. So it's a lot, but we're starting to wind down. That's yeah. the end of their career. It is, and I understand that. Besides, and th- uh, pay, er, Plant and Allison Krauss. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. 
They started doing a fucking post Led Zeppelin kind of thing. I forgot about that. Allison Krauss, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta give them credit. I know we're not going to talk about that, this album much, but in through the outdoor, mm-hmm. track one had a good riff. In uh, the evening, yeah. Mm-hmm. The synths, uh, the synthesizers have yeah. too much of an eighties feel, even though it's seventy nine. Sure. The vocals are also processed. Yeah. I, I, I started to be like, okay, this is a good point to end it because you're processing your vocals. Sure. By processing, I mean adding plugins, reverb, kind of, yeah. you know, distortion. Yeah. Uh, two southbound Suarez. I kind of dug that. It's busy, but it was jamming. Yeah. Full in the Rain. I recognized that song, but I didn't love it. Hot Dog. <laughs> 70 sitcom oh. style song. Benny Hill is what came to mind. Benny Hill. I recall Benny Hill. Benny Hill. Hot dog, I say, fuck this saloon sound piano on top of Elvis vocals. Yes. Yeah. Five, Carousel Umbra? Yeah. Something like that? Get them sense out, bitches. Not for me. Get them out. All of my love. All of my love. Yeah. Even though this band is in the twilight of their best work. Yeah. Oh, my love. It's catchy. It's iconic. Yeah, I like it. It's still iconic. I like it. So you're it. talking about a band that's at the end of their career, yeah. putting out what is essentially their last album. Yeah. And they still bang out yeah. one of the most recognizable songs of all time it's good all of my love i enjoyed that track i don't i i'm gonna be honest i don't love it okay but i recognize it sure yeah no matter what note of that song is played Uh i recognize it well let me say this i like it because it's led zeppelin if it was billy bob and the garage boys i would not like it it is good (laughs) yeah i I can't take any way anything away from it it is still good yeah the problem is led zeppelin is so fucking innovative yeah that this song is not even close to some of their best right but it's better than almost everyone else's yeah what kind of band do you have to be to pull that off? Oh, I know. Like the fact that you put out a song on what is essentially your last album. Yeah. That is more recognizable than any fucking band coming up after this band yeah. would be thrilled to have a song as big as All My Love. Sure, yeah. What's that say about this band? Sure. They're yeah. top three easy. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. All time. How many American bands are in the top three? Fucking none. <laughs> none. Fucking zero. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously. Which that doesn't matter to me. It doesn't. But yeah. who's the best American band of all time? <laughs> oh, my God. Who is it? <laughs> I don't know. Who is it? I don't know. I don't either. That would That's take some why. serious thought. I can't pull that out of my ass. That's why my biased ass says Foo Fighters. Yeah, I can. Foo Fighters pale in comparison to all of these bands that we have talked about as far as top three to five go. Mm-hmm. Beatles, Stones, Queen, <laughs> Zeppelin, sure. Dire Straits. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. The police. The police. <laughs> Limp Biscuit. Seriously. 
Where, where, where does the spectrum fall on American bands? Even ACDC was Australian. They were Australian, yeah. I mean, there is, like, you know, American bands, you got Nirvana, Foo Fighters, Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah. Those are not even close to some of the bands we've talked about. Yeah. It's just not. Oh, that's tough. For the record, mm-hmm. last uh, track, I'm going to crawl. Solid, slow jammer on that album. I got piss. I love the vocals. To me... I'm going to wait till Hicks walks back in for this. No, I'm not. I'm waiting until you're in here. But the top American bands of all time, to me, are oddly the Foo Fighters and Nirvana, which both are Dave Grohl, you know, founded. Aerosmith. Um, a lot of the grunge. Allison Chains. Soundgarden. Audio Slave. There's some good American bands out there, but they pale in comparison to bands like Beatles, Led Zeppelin, Rush, the Rolling Stones. It just doesn't work. Most of the best bands that have ever existed came out of that British invasion. There's nothing else you can say. Tom Petty is up there with the most, the greatest American bands ever. Tom Petty was fucking fabulous. Oh, he was. But if you weigh Tom Petty's recognizable <laughs> songs versus Led Zeppelin, it's in a, it's a different layer. It's a different layer. Yeah. Shrek has a lot of layers as an onion. So <laughs> does the UK. Yeah. Not much else you can say. I personally, I'll pull my notes up again here. Hmm. To me, Led Zeppelin's the second greatest band of all time. <laughs> okay. And I say that yeah. not being 100% confident in that statement. Okay. Because if the Beatles are 1A, currently I feel like Led Zeppelin's 1B. Okay. Yeah, I get that. If I went back and listened to the Beatles, Zeppelin, and Stones, which is my mission, which is, I think, a future episode. Sure. I want to find out what, what I want to shake it all down. Yeah, yeah, I think so what's too. Your, what's your thoughts? Who, I, who is your one, two, and three, and who's on the outside looking in after this episode? Well, I tell you what, if I'm going to go into this top three mentality as if I had the opportunity to see one of these three bands perform live that's a good way to and look at i it. get to pick the set list who is it going to be nice and i'm not going to say right now who that is because you're not i don't know oh fuck yeah i don't know damn i kind of okay do, okay I, who's in the running oh it's the beatles stones and zeppelin okay the queen queen's out queen's in a different layer okay they're, they're a agree. different tier to me i agree I and fucking, i love queen i fucking love queen i love queen and even, That's a glowing statement on those top three. And even when we did the first round review, I even placed Queen up really close to number one. Oh, yeah. But They're that it, good. It was just because I didn't know the Queen catalog until we did a review. And, yeah. It's good shit. It is very good shit. Who's after Queen? Oh my God! So, that's so, a, what so a let's, question. Let's change gears real quick before Jesus. we end the episode. 
Uh-huh. You've got Beatles, Stones, Zeppelin, Queen. Yeah. Is there anybody that's even close? Oh, my God. I think there's a big gap from my understanding. Big gap between those four and number five. I think so, too. It's a big jump. Yeah. I think so, too. But the question is, who would even be there? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. But who would be there? I don't know. I look at it as in uh, live performances, talent. You know, the Queen, the Live Aid performance. Oh, my God, dude. Who's next? The control of the crowd that Freddie Mercury had over all those people that were focused on him. Yeah. Just unreal. And to come into a second place following him. I don't know. I don't either. Yeah, I feel like fucking the big, tool. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's our opinion. No, of course. that is just a joke. I don't. Not to us, though. Yeah, I don't know who would follow. That's a curious question, that. though. That's a very good question. Like, if you had to go number four and number five, I don't think we know that yet. I don't. I personally don't. I don't think we know. Yeah. And that's glowing on Queen. I mean, we, we, we're we not trying to trash Queen. Yeah, that's almost like a solid family, and then you're throwing in a cousin. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. you've got the intermediate family of Beatles, Stones, Zeppelin, and Queen, yeah. and then you've got a cousin yeah. rounding out the top That you five. don't want to sit with at a Thanksgiving dinner. It's yeah, like because, the uncle over in the yeah, corner. because they don't fucking eat right. They chomp, <laughs> yeah. mouth open eating. Yeah, because they want to talk to you about cryptocurrency and you know you don't want to. <laughs> yeah oh, shit wow that's a good question it's a great question and it, this yeah. is why this episode was uh so relevant because yeah. i think we found the I, I feel like we found the top four bands of all time yeah i think so too. at this point yeah in this podcast journey and it is those those four sure it's, it's and right now Without going back and doing a deep dive, which I plan to do a complete re-review. And that's going to take a lot of time, man. It's going to take a lot of time. But I've got Beatles. Yeah. Zeppelin. Sure. Stones. Yeah. Queen. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious to see how they would all shake up if I dedicated a chunk of my life to listening to all four. Yeah. And figuring out what my preference is. Yeah. Yeah. And then ICP follows it. (laughs) (laughs) I just saw P a few minutes ago. Yeah. That's it, though, man. Uh, Led Zeppelin's, it's legit. It was a very good discussion. Some I'm real shit. I'm happy. You know, my wife said, what's Jeremy think about Led Zeppelin? And I said, well, he didn't really provide a whole lot of feedback, so I didn't really know. That's the craziest. Maybe that's why this episode was so good. Yeah. I didn't have time to fucking even think about this shit. I didn't have time to talk about it, think yeah. about it. I've had two weeks. These past two weeks have been full of family drama. Yeah. Work shit. And you and I both. Let me shout this out on the episode before we go. Sure. Mental, mental health is a real fucking thing. Yeah. Mine's not 
far from the gutter lately. Okay. I have I've really struggled the past few weeks just like being like focusing on myself and who I am. Yeah. There's so much shit that can surround and I talked to some girls at work. This is a fucking weird segue because I didn't even finish my thought. Yeah. But there's so many fucking guys that refuse to think about their mental health and yeah. and and toxic masculinity is a real fucking thing. Sure. There's a lot of guys that just think, oh, I don't need fucking help. I'm a right. fucking man. Right. I need help sometimes. Yeah. Life is hard as fuck. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I have not had time to really think about what would make me happier. And, I, and I've and i come to find that I just get lost in the shuffle a little bit. Sure. Yeah. The shuffle of work. Sure. And raising kids and yeah. life and going to these football games that you're going to. Sure. Going to these fucking band concerts that you're going to. Yeah. And me dealing with my my five and my eight-year-old, it's like you can get lost. Yeah. You can lose yourself. Yeah, I get that. You can completely lose yourself. And if there's one message I got after this episode is don't lose yourself. Go talk to talk to anyone. Me doing this with Hicks is the equivalent of a sort of therapy for Sure, me. yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. I, this is somewhat therapeutic to me. Sure. Like Before I came up here, I was thinking about all the terrible shit that was happening in life. But when I get up here, yeah. I can focus on something that has an effect. Yeah. Led Zeppelin, Tool, Beatles, this yeah. show, listening to music, finding an escape from sure. the... It's a drug. Yeah. Yeah. Finding the, you know, an escape from the doldrums of I go to work in the morning. Yeah. I'm done in the afternoon. Yeah. Try to raise my kid for a couple hours, as Dave Chappelle would say. <laughs> yeah. Raise my kid for a couple hours, fuck my wife, go to bed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, life is pretty scripted. Yeah. So when we have these kind of things that can open our eyes to sounds, music, talent, mm -hmm. it helps. It, it kind of helps things. Yeah. So, moral of the story. If you think you're too fucking manly or macho to reach out and ask for a little bit of help, someone to listen to, someone to understand what you might be going through, fuck, quit that shit. Yeah. Like, seriously, quit that shit. I am very vulnerable. I am an emotional person. I can't just go through life pretending that I am stronger than everything else. Fuck that. Right, yeah. Fuck all that bullshit. Yeah. I am not any stronger than the person next to me. My wife is definitely stronger than me, and I... You know, if she needs help, probably means I need help. Yeah. So this is therapeutic. Don't know where I was going with that. Moral of the story, find something to be an outlet. Sure. Yeah. It, this is kind of an outlet. It gets my uh, emotions rolling. There's certain Mine as well. songs that are like, I released something just now. It takes you away. Yeah. It takes you away. Get you out of this place. Get you out of this fucking wicked ass earth and into another realm. Yeah. Which is why I like progressive tool. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Takes me to another place. Gets, gets shit off my mind. Yeah. You know, this is why I watch sitcoms. This is why I watch Dexter. Yeah. This is why I watch yeah. shit that just kind of takes me to another place because it's a little escape from reality. And there's nothing wrong with that because the more you escape reality, the, the better you are equipped to handle actual reality. Right. So how the fuck did I get a voodoo ring? <laughs> I don't know. I ain't even kidding. Where the fuck did this come from? You brought him over. Yeah. Did I really? Yeah. 
Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. I'll call, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, Led Zeppelin squarely resting in my top three. Good. I'm happy to hear Squarely that. resting in my top three. Me but the well. weird thing about old music is how often will I go revisit? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's that. more of a, like, respect. It is. Yeah, it's, I get it's that. It's a respect. I understand that, and I agree with that. I, I, hear, I heard that. so many Jack White moments. Yeah. <laughs> like, when I want to hear that, do I go Zeppelin or do I go Jack White? All right. Yeah. It's a, it's a tricky, slippery slope. To that one person still watching, thank you. Sure. Thank you. Appreciate we'll, it. Uh, we'll see you next time. Normally, when we do a good band, we follow it up with some shit. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see you next time with ICP. <laughs> That's all right. Wicked clowns. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Stuck in My Generation. Again, if you want to suggest bands for us to listen to, send it over to stuckinmygeneration at gmail.com. 